Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets. Welcome back to The Real Study. Black Girl Marvel. But I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mr. Marvelite. Not knowing anything about the film. All the movie things. You know, and like I was locked in right away. The pre-review with Super Gummy Guru. Pre-review. And me, the real study movie voice guy. <laughs> Let's go to the poster wall. And welcome to the real study. My name is Mr. Snibbits, and always with me is Black Girl Marvel. And we've got all the movie things back with us this evening. No Mr. Marvelite tonight. We have best wishes. Uh, if you know Mr. Marvelite, please put out good thoughts for him. He's He needs those right now. Uh, but we also have a special guest, and that is Josh Levesque, TikToker and horror extraordinaire. And we will be discussing all the horror movies with him, all the A24 horror movies with him, as you can see below. The Witch, Midsommar, and X. And, of course, everything, everywhere, all at once, one of these days when they release it. Oh. And we'll talk about it. Let's move over to the drive Oh, I'm yeah. so jelly. So jelly. Yeah. So. So good. Good week. Everybody had a good week? Yeah. 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 It was a good yeah. Week. Pretty good. good. Yeah. I agree. It has so, been a good week. My week's even better because Brian's here. So. Right. Oh, no. Brian's too bad. <laughs> I've missed him so much. Yeah. Don't feel the, it don't feel don't feel the same without you. That's why. Oh, I agree. No, thank you. Yeah, I missed you guys. It's been like I was trying to think about. It. It's been like six weeks. I think it's been a while. You were sick, yeah. and then yeah, work sick and, and things happen. Travel, and, and, yeah, so. yeah. So I was like, he doesn't yeah. like us anymore, you guys. <laughs> well, there no. was like a period of time where he wasn't even on TikTok because he was yeah. so sick. Yeah. Like he wasn't even posting. Yep. So, I mean, not to yeah, talk about you as if you true. weren't here. Uh, right, you are here. Right. Uh, we're just so used to talking about you. When you're no, let's here. keep right. talking about when he's not here. So let me tell you about Brian, right? Let me tell you. Okay. So tonight uh, we do have Josh Levesque on with us. And Josh hey. is, uh, f- the way I know Josh, is through these amazing skits uh, that he does with all the <laughs> iconic horror characters. And they are always interacting in fun and great ways. Um, so, Josh, mm-hmm. from my perspective, I got to know, how did you come up with that? What, what was the inspiration? And how do you keep writing for it? Um, so that's actually, it's a funny story. I was, my TikTok originally was just me recommending horror movies to people. I, I started TikTok with absolutely no ambition whatsoever. I was like, oh. I'm just going to see what my niece is posting, keep an eye on family. Mm-hmm. And then oh, pandemic happens. And I was like, let me come up with some fun stuff. And I posted one of yeah. me, like, it's uh, me watching a horror movie. And I was just like laughing and having a good time. That was me opening a can of biscuits. And when the can popped open, I was like terrified. And I let out this huge freak. <laughs> And I was like, that's kind of clever. I wonder if that'll do well. And it hit like 500,000 views and my, Whoa, my yeah. account blew up the first time. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I should keep posting. And so I, yeah. I started doing more horror content. The sketches was not supposed to be a regular thing. I was looking at my t-shirt collection and I was like, I don't have hardly any Friday the 13th shirts and I need at least three because there's up to three Friday the 13th a year. And that's when the joke <laughs> came in my head where it was like, Oh yeah, Michael Myers only kills people one night a year. Yeah, Jason only works up to three nights a year. Like <laughs> you guys aren't even like giving it their all. Yeah, and that, I'm I'm also a stand-up comedian. I write and perform stand-up comedy when I can. Oh, and so wow. the, the writer in me started yeah. like putting together a sketch, and I was like, that would be really funny, but I don't have the time or the costumes or anything to really pull that off. But it just like stuck in my head for another month after I had come up with it, and I was like, I have to see it. I have to see it happen. I have to see it made. So. 
I bought the ghost face mask and the leather face mask. I think those are the only two that I didn't own. I still have the super cheap Michael Myers one that I got when I worked at Hot Topic. Nice. The Freddy one is even worse from when I worked at Hot Topic. Um, yeah. And the Jason one, the first Jason one I used was an actual signed replica from uh, a convention. So it's got Kane Hodder's autograph on it if you watch the first couple episodes. So my wife is in the chat right now, losing awesome. her mind over hearing that. So I I, well, I finally bought a new Jason mask, and and I I, don't, I no longer wear the signed replica, but I I, I made the sketch <laughs> just for fun because I wanted to see what the joke looked like in real time. Like I was like, let me put it together and see. And then I edited it, and I was like, post it on TikTok, see what happens. And so many people in the comments were like, this needs to be a series. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can make it a series. Like, what else could I write? Oh, I could do something about this. Oh, I could do it. I had like four new sketch ideas of what nice. these guys would argue about pop up <laughs> into my head. And I was like, all right, I guess it's a series now. Yeah. And I just started writing them. So uh, yeah, I've got I think like seven episodes. People keep asking for new characters. So I brought in Pinhead nice. and I brought in- Oh, wow. I asked for Billy character. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to bring in Sam, Sam from Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's on my wish list. I have I actually already have a sketch written to introduce him. I just don't have the mask because the mask is very expensive. Yeah. And you're so a little tall. Damn. I am a little tall, but I can also play. I do. I do Chucky and I do Billy the Puppet on oh, my fine. knees. Um, I did record. <laughs> I recorded the new one today. I recorded a lot of footage of the new one today and yesterday. And the best part is like every time I record the last few ones that I've recorded, I've had the character enter the apartment for something. Like the last one, Jason came home from Dave and Buster's with Billy the Puppet and walked through the front door. We've had Pennywise show up and be like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? And I'm always super nervous because I live in an apartment complex that's kind of like embedded. And <laughs> yeah, you can see my apartment from multiple locations. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, someone uh, to see Pennywise the Clown yeah, walk okay. to my apartment and be like, what the f what's going on <laughs> over in that building? And it finally happened oh. yesterday where I was a character like it's a new character that I'm introducing like creepily uh, coming in from the balcony and neighbor was walking their dog and just looked up and was like, Oh God. <laughs> they have to know in, in an era of TikTok, <laughs> people are doing weird things standing in the middle of the street. Like we're all I mean, making dates in the middle of the street. Like, yeah, yeah. That, well, that was when I see people doing like choreographed dances at a theme park. That's one <clears> thing. If I see like yeah, a serial yeah. killer entering my neighbor's back door, I'm going to be like, is that, is this for TikTok? Do I just assume it's right. for TikTok? <laughs> or should I call the police for safety? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. yeah. But no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's it, I, any excuse to write because I obviously with the pandemic I wasn't doing stand up comedy nearly as often. Yeah, the, totally. Uh, things closed, and I write full time, but I write for like a phone company doing web copy and emails and stuff. So it's not oh, super nice. funny, like yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. So any excuse to to write new scripts and do more fun stuff, do horror stuff, because that community awesome. on TikTok is super fun. So, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Horror that's talk is a great I've, group. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I've been really impressed with like the horror community on there. I haven't heard anything like. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, some toxic stuff here and there, but I haven't overall. I haven't really heard much toxicity <laughs> from the horror community. Yeah. Really, there's. So. You'll get like a hand a gatekeeper every once in a while, but yeah, there's right. been times because there I I don't I I don't remember the guy's name I'm not calling anybody out but somebody was yeah. like oh you think this is scary then you don't know anything like you got to watch oh this God. movie this movie's yeah. banned and impossible to find anywhere and blah 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 and someone was like that's gatekeeping man like truly subjective don't shame this kid for liking 
the conjuring exactly and the guy who posted right. a uh, posted a response video where he was like yeah no you're right i'm sorry that was like a dick move um, wow. wow you oh, found okay. a unicorn okay Dang, i know yeah. wow you got to tell me about those that's, that's yeah, finding yeah. unicorns is a big deal <laughs> um so, cool. so you got to tell me more about your stand-up so how long have you been doing stand-up and where do you do it um i started doing stand-up in las vegas when i lived there 12 years ago um so i i used to live in colorado and i just got this wild dream where i was like oh i should just do stand-up because i was watching like Patton oswald dvds and i was like i wish i could do this for a living and i was like what i mean i can other people are doing it why not try and so i started writing stuff and then uh, i was going to do an open mic in colorado and it got canceled and i was like well i'm moving to vegas in a month i'll just start there oh man and so i just started doing open mics at like these terrible dive bars off strip and it's it's the best place to cut your teeth because half like 90% of the places you're performing at are not comedy clubs. The people yeah. that are there did not know comedy was happening tonight. <laughs> yeah. They thought maybe a guy with a guitar, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you get up on stage and the host is like, all right, guys, this is Rick for maniac Mondays com- comedy night here at the sports bar and grill. And you just see everyone at the bar go, Oh no. <laughs> Like, I just want to watch the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they start turning off the TVs at the bar for the comedy show. And they're like, oh, oh my God. So, frustrating you, game. yeah. So you have to like really get them, like rope them in, like have a good opener. And then it's so hard to tell the different crowds in different places. Cause I was doing comedy at like arcade bars and then these random sports bars. And then I've done a couple of the, the clubs like on the strip, I've done the stratosphere and stuff. And it's, it's always oh, a completely nice. different crowd. And so yeah. if you're going up first, that's the hardest. Cause you have to like, yeah, you got to set, set the table yeah. yeah, and get everything going. But if, mm-hmm. if I'm going up third or fourth, then I'm using the reactions from the audience to figure out what my set's going to be. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was doing comedy in Vegas several times a week until I moved to LA. I moved here about, eight years ago or 10 years ago yeah i've been wow. here for 10 years now almost 10 years i have no concept of time these last few years have been rough yeah <laughs> i think yeah, that, that's I universal to some degree yeah mm-hmm. yeah you don't years. play <laughs> yeah. 2013 so almost 10 years it'll be uh, 10 years in wow. february but and then so i started doing stand-up locally so like all over the the valley like north hollywood um hmm. i've done some, a couple spots in uh like santa monica area and stuff like that and then pandemic hit so i've been writing but i haven't been going up as often i finally started going up um a couple months ago i did another spot uh over by universal studios at this dive bar that always puts me up whenever i want to jump on which is nice and then i went back to vegas to do a reunion show with a bunch of my buddies in vegas uh, about a month ago and that was awesome that went swimmingly so every time i'm like maybe i don't need to do stand-up anymore i can just focus on like my career and be a grown-up I get an opportunity to stand up and I try it and I'm like, nah, this is too much fun. Yeah. Like, right. So <laughs> gotta do what you love, man. Gotta do what yeah. you love. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Stand up's not not easy. I mean it's, it's not like, I, I know I I have a few friends that have done it here and I'm I'm in Portland, Oregon. Oh and, okay. um and we have a pretty good stand up community here, but it's yeah. it's pretty yeah, it's it takes it's a lot of a lot of guts yeah i mean and i guess some people were doing some zoom trying to do like zoom i did a couple of those yeah not not as fun no it's like it's not 
How do you get audience reaction from Zoom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's hard enough to pick up on you guys here. You can, but it's but it's bad. You can, but it's it's really really bad. But it has to be a small room, so yeah. Yeah, I do stand up in 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 Michigan. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I plan on moving to California next year. ASAP. Welcome. Oh yeah, (laughs) this time next year I should be in I should be in California. Don't know where in California, but I should be in California. Yeah. Nice. So let's get into some movie chat because that's why we're here and we have three movies to discuss and all of them are A24 horror. A24, as you know, because I talk about it way too much uh, either on this show or on TikTok, is this big up and coming, they're they're basically becoming the cream of the crop as far as independent films and uh, whether it be horror or drama, they're Mm -hmm. really cutting through and and, uh, getting an audience um, in, in a very cool way. Um, and most people have seen an A24 film and didn't even know they did. And that's what I think oh, is yeah. pretty cool about that's it. Very true. Um, so the I first on A24 film. You, that's right. That's <laughs> right. So that's. Didn't uh, know until later. But, but yeah, you see, so the production company was part of it, but that wasn't, they, you know, you weren't like a. Yeah. 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 Like we had local production, like producers and stuff. And then A24 people kind of like came on later on to it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But. And that was, an, that's technically a thriller or even borderline horror. Yeah, you could consider it a horror. Yeah. I mean, so it's green, pretty brutal. green room, if you guys don't know, I yeah. gotta throw that out there. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. No, green room's one of my favorites. I, I, yeah, that's I, awesome. I love that movie. Yeah. So that's the kind of <laughs> I was almost in it three times. Like, oh, wow. Every really? time I get, <laughs> I get changed. And then I, I was a key set PA on it. And like, they would need oh. an extra body for something. And I would get changed into some random wardrobe and then they'd roll and then eventually like i didn't make any of the edit though <laughs> so i'm not in it but so you're on the floor though right. you're in the cu- you're on the cutting room floor technically yeah yeah okay exactly. that's yeah. cool so there's so, some shots you know, brian and some behind the scenes like maybe <laughs> there we go yeah get the blu-ray watching bonus features yeah <laughs> can always hope can always hope uh so the first movie uh i thought we'd go in chronological order of release just because they've kind of mm. i think that matters to them in to me in some facet mm-hmm. just watching them grow and so the first film would be the witch uh this is a uh, robert edgar's film and this yes. was a film that i'll i'm just going to start off because the reason i picked this film is i saw it back mm. when it was released before i knew about a24 mm. really um mm. and i wasn't a parent i wasn't uh, as old mm. as i am now obviously and i didn't like the witch like i just didn't like it um yeah I, I, I kept saying I would joke, and I know I know Lala, Lala likes this. I saw your review already. Um, so <laughs> I didn't like it, but it was, I think, because I, I felt like I'm not a colonial. I'm not <laughs> religious. I'm, I don't have a family because at the time it was me and my wife, and that was it. So like we have, obviously she's my family. And so I kept like listening through these things, and I'm like, yeah, this movie doesn't freak me out. This is kind of boring. Um, but this time I have very different views and I'm going to get into those soon, yeah. but my views on this film have wildly changed. Uh, f- so why don't we go to Josh since you are the, uh, guest and let's find out what you think of the wish. I would say ditto. I wasn't this crazy about it the first time I watched it. Um, mm. I, I actually haven't revisited it yet and I keep intending to. Um, but I, I saw this movie after it came out after, all the reviews and after dozens of people told me it was one of the greatest horror films they'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what did it for me yeah. is I was like, okay, well I found the Blu-ray 
for like 10 bucks at Best Buy or something. And I was like, well, if it's the greatest horror movie ever made, I'm going to want to own it. Yeah. So I picked it up, we took <laughs> it home and watched it. And I will say like the, they had me in the first two acts. It was beautifully shot. Like the, yeah, the cinematography, yeah, I love yeah. a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the acting was great. I thought there was some genuinely creepy moments. Like it definitely had me wrapped up. Um, it was just like the payoff at the end. And again, I need to revisit it because maybe I was just in a bad headspace or it just been overhyped for me because I was ready to watch the greatest horror film ever made when I yeah. put this on. <laughs> You're like but the Exorcist too. Oh yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, but when it ended, like the, the reveal or whatever, like the, the climax, and then it was credits and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, well, yeah. But, <laughs> then I felt, but I don't know because I, I, I like... I like his directorial style, but I also didn't see all the hype around the lighthouse. Like I watched the lighthouse and I was like, this has some really great stuff in it, but it's not really for me. And now I'm worried because I haven't seen the Northman yet, but everyone's telling me the Northman is. Oh man. Yeah. I love, I love the Northman. Yeah. Did you love it as much as the witch and the lighthouse? No, it's no, it's probably my favorite of his three. For sure. So I'll, I'll I'll give the Northman a shot. I'm going to, I'll watch anything. (laughs) It's very different though than, than, the lighthouse and the witch though like it's it's definitely it's there's some horror elements i will say that in it yeah. but it's definitely going towards more like epic you know viking kind of like sweeping okay you know so yeah like a total, total bigger shit. it feels like a bigger film but every sure. yeah. every horror director for the most part they start in horror and then they branch <laughs> like it's a great yeah. place to start yeah. so yeah. um we get so much wonderful talent out of horror lala what did you think <laughs> of the witch I didn't like it at all. Just bam. I, I, I didn't. I mean, okay, like, like okay, like, like yeah. if you if you follow me on Letterbox, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I did like a little review about it. And you guys know I always watch these movies uh, by runtime. So whoever has the shortest runtime, I'll watch them in that order. So type of thing. And um, this is the first movie because I think this movie is shorter than the other two. And um, I watched this movie. I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for this movie. Like, right, I had a nice nap. I woke up. I said, let's start these movies. And I cut this movie on. And I love speech. So I love, like, the, like the, like the, like the early modern English, like, the, the, yeah. the, the, the very Shakespeare-y, to style, the look, stuff and stuff. Because, like, I can understand yeah. it. It's like, it's, I wish we, I kind of do that talk sometimes. Like, I'll put, like, a couple words in just because I think it's funny and I think it's like <laughs> we need to get back to those times um, but I love that type of speech I mean clothing was amazing uh, beautiful cinematography like Josh said like, it was great like I would love yeah. looking at it scene cutscenes the way that the movie flowed was nice I just didn't understand what was the purpose of this film like I don't I watched it and was like what are we trying to say here because like I could kind of understand like okay, this witch probably wanted this girl from the beginning. Maybe it's like disenfranchised mm-hmm. women. And so like, you know, they pushed her to, cause I was thinking about it. Like, cause it's like, it's, it's like pretty much like heaven and hell and, and evil and, and God and Satan and things like that. All that makes it to like one bag. And I was like, okay, well maybe that's how the devil gets these women to be witches because they push them to their breaking point. And even in Christianity, like the devil never like, makes you do anything he makes you think it's your idea Mm -hmm. or he says some things to like 
knock you off your square. So it's like, all you have to do is now all I can do is just turn to him because what else do I have? And that's pretty much what happened to Thomasina or Thomasin or Thomasin. That's pretty much what happened to her. Like her whole family got turned against her. Like everything was her fault. Plus she's like, I'm assuming she's like 16. She's becoming a woman. She has all these other hormones as well. And all this stuff, like what, what else yeah. am, am I going to do? Personally, I, I mean, I can see all those elements. I was just like, what is the film? Like, I was just very like, because it says the witch. So are you saying that like anybody could be the witch? Is there a primary witch? Like, I was very much like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. And again, like he, uh, like, like Josh said at the end, I was just like, so we floating and that's it. We, we don't, I was like, we don't get no more. <laughs> I, I want to hear Brian's take because I have so much to say about what you just said, Lala. Yeah. So go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. What, what is your initial thought on The Witch? Um, so I, I saw this not too long ago, actually. Um, I saw The Lighthouse before I saw this, and which I have to say, I'd like, I loved The Lighthouse. I was, I was all in with that thing just from every aspect, like even the, aspect ratio and everything but um with this film so i was like going to this one like really excited because it was the same director and and yeah like this um there's definitely like a lot of elements i love about it i mean the cinematography of course and like i guess the cinematographer has said like the majority of the film was shot with like natural light and mm-hmm. which is like that's impressive so challenging yeah um because you're just chasing the sun all the time but it looks like they had a lot of like overcast days which helps with that um but, but yeah, and, and, and like I like a slow burn, you know, every once in a while. And I, I was kind of ready. I was just like in the mood for that. Um, performances were great. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that it, it's not my favorite of um, Ayers' three <laughs> films that he's done. So for he's, sure, he's but, no Deacons. I love it. Blind, yeah, Blind <laughs> Biggie said he's no Deacons. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think I was hoping for for more, hoping I was going to like it more than I did. I will say, like, it was enjoyable enough for me. It wasn't like mm-hmm. this, um, like what a lot of critics were kind of saying, you know, like, like what Josh had mentioned, like you're, <laughs> it's like the best horror film, you yeah. know, people are just hyping it up for you mm-hmm. too much probably, and so I was going in with some expectations as well. But um, I, I think it's, I'm gonna say with all these films actually. Um, that we're reviewing, I think I need. I'm gonna need to rewatch each of them to kind of appreciate them a little more. So, I agree yeah. with that sentiment mm-hmm. with these films because there's complexities mm-hmm. built into them, and it's interwoven yeah. with even yeah. lore. And watching yeah. the witch a yeah. second time, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give my rating right now to kind of show what a second mm-hmm. watch did. It went from a five to a nine. Mm. Oh, wow. And I okay. want to do, I'm even going to do a TikTok on, I've said this before and I say it to people all the yeah. time, rewatching films after a period of time, either after a huge mm-hmm. life change or 10 mm-hmm. years, as kind of like the two oh, benchmarks, yeah. will change the way you view a film. Yeah. Um, being a parent really changed the way I looked at this film because, holy crap, also yeah, my father. life experiences. Right. Yeah. My father hadn't passed when this movie came out and I mm-hmm. watched it. My father's name is William, mm-hmm. which is the father's name in this movie. So that had an mm-hmm. impact on me. So I kind of related to Caleb a little bit. Uh, I even yeah. like remembered what it's like to get up mornings, dewy, it's cold, it's damp, <laughs> yeah. like all of that you could feel in the movie, which I didn't get the first time around. But to to answer Lala's question about what this movie is about, 
what I figured out is it's about the seven deadly sins. All seven members of the family yeah. represent one of the sins, the father being pride, and his pride go with the fall of the family. They go to the forest because he couldn't deal with the church putting him in his place. And each one of them kind of embodies one of those sins, which I think is why the witch is able to find them, because the father commits the first sin, even though they're trying to repent every yeah. day, every moment. And then the next thing you know, the witch starts glomming onto each of their deadly sins that they keep running into. And we can, you know, we could debate which one's which for the family. And I, there's some crossover, but I really sat down. I was like, there's literally seven members. There's mm-hmm. definitely some wrath going on here. There's some pride going on here. There's some greed, some even maybe not gluttony like food, but like the mercy, the daughter wouldn't mm-hmm. shut up about singing. Like she would not stop singing even when they told her to. Mm-hmm. And so she was being gluttonous about her yeah. need to sing in a sense. I mean, there's, there, I'm, I'm stretching, but I still feel like All it right. fits. And the more I thought about it in that context, the more I was like, holy crap, that witch what about has so the, much to what eat about the What about the baby? So the baby would have been, um, and that was a good point. Samuel is the seventh family member and the first one to die. Spoilers. <laughs> I think it's yeah. limitations is that well, we have an anti-spoilers thing, but we, we also have a spoilers tag on this show. So like people know when they're coming in, we're going to be totally talking yeah. about the film. So we still, I don't know. I'm, it's my thing about spoilers. I don't know. But uh, the baby, I think I came up with it. I wrote it down. You guys can go ahead and, and, and jump in um, and see. I need to know. I mean, I don't know. Um, the, the, the seven scenes angle is, is great, but I, I mean, but again, this might be a movie which I would probably have to watch again. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still kind of like, but it's like I've seen I've seen Seven Sins done in movies and television better than this. You know what I mean? Like if if this right. was a thing that they decided to do, like if 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 Smitty is right, and they're like the seven like Seven Sins are you know each family has each family member has one. This is what attracts the the witch. This is what I just felt like there were there were maybe. Uh, Things like, like I don't like things being spelt out for me. I like to figure things out, and I think the fact that I can't really figure this film out like kind of pisses me off a little bit. And it's one of those things where it's like I just think like maybe a couple of a couple of lines, a couple of dialogue was missing to not just 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 to add a little bit more to this world because the world is great. Like the world is amazing actually, and I was like mm, very yeah. I like world building. I like being in these in these spaces, and I feel like. If, if two things would have been said about something, you know, like, I would be like, huh, because me personally, like, again, I thought the wish would have been like, maybe somebody in their family, somebody they, they didn't know was a witch, right? Like, maybe Anya Taylor-Joy's character was, was the witch or something like that, oh, but it's just yeah. like, but then they were like, but then we go to a cabin in the woods very bravish you know with the witch in her hubble like i'm like is she making bears out of like wood and things and i'm just like what and it's just like i don't know it was weird i will say the acting was wasn't was was you know you know mm-hmm. me i like to i like to perform and things like that so the acting to me was amazing like blind biggie said the little boy that played caleb was aces man. oh yeah like, he was, oh that kid he was nailed great. that role he was great they, yeah i agree with what you're saying though as far as like figuring the movie out i think that's what when I compare it to other movies, because my favorite thing to do when I watch any horror movie, especially one that's like, I hate the term elevated horror, but any of these that are supposed to be like a metaphor or an allegory on something, I'll watch it. And then I'll, there's like a handful of writers that I will seek out their reviews or their breakdowns or anything like that. And then if I can go watch it again, I will. And 
if I had known, like, I don't, I don't remember reading anything about the witch, but if I had known this about it, I would have been like, oh, I should look out for that next time. And I would have given it another shot. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that I was just like kind of enjoying the cinematography and the acting and all that, but still kind of just like what's going on with the story yeah. did nothing for me. Whereas like another A24 film, Hereditary, I Love read it. a lot of breakdowns, read a lot of reviews, oh, and okay. there's so many things I didn't notice the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I still saw enough to figure it out and yeah, be yeah, yeah, by it. Right. And I think that's the difference here. Like I, I do like to figure out at least some of the movie on my own because if yeah. I'm reading something, oh, yeah. oh some, that's what yeah. you're trying to go for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, all of that's fair. I, I this was because of a second sit down, and I went in intentionally with my notebook open, ready to take notes, mm-hmm. ready to listen for these things. Um, so I think that uh, being prepared it was a huge factor. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then once I started, I would pause and be like, wait a minute, let me look this up, you know, and I would actually, you know, go look a little. Mm. Uh, so you're right. I had to research the movie as I went, but I found it strangely enjoyable this time around. But I think A24 as a whole, you're right. You need to watch them more than once and watch them first for enjoyment and just story. Second time, go see what you've missed. Um but you yeah. know how sucky that is as a moviegoer if you go to the movies to see this movie <laughs> and you're like, you're yeah. watching it and you're like, you walk out the theater like, so I got to pay another $17 to go, you know what I mean, to go see this right. again? Like, But they want like you that, to, so. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but but a lot of people not going to do that. Like, yeah. unless you're like very invested in like A24 or like the directors or maybe the actors. I mean, I'll go see the movie a billion times, like honestly. But uh, I like something that Biggie said. Biggie said, I just look at the movie as a new witch being summoned to the coven and this could be Thomason's story mm-hmm. but each of those witches has their own story as well mm-hmm. but but my, my thing is this if that's the case because I actually like that breakdown of like she's being summoned and you know type of thing it's it's kind of clear why she's being summoned but then again it's like can anybody just be a witch like I sign my name in this book and then I get these powers I get yes. these abilities. like nothing nothing ex- explained in this sense and i get it most movies like don't have to be explained but i just feel like mm-hmm. because it this one seems to be chock full of like either lore from like documented counts as it said at the end of the movie or or wherever else they got this information from just a little peppering through of some other stuff would have been just just nice just a little pepper through that's all i'm asking a little salt a little pepper add some seeds in this it was a little dry you know the movie was a little flavorless is all i'm saying <laughs> Hmm. weird i don't feel any of those yeah. things this time around it's so weird because everything you're saying i remember saying all of these things i remember yeah. saying every one of them and now i'm like i don't it's weird now i will say when people said it was the scariest movie ever that was the That's thing that really pissed me off i was like not even mm-hmm. kind Where? of like it's a little eerie but nothing yeah. scared me yeah, nothing yeah. made me jump nothing made me go oh i'm gonna have a nightmare tonight none of it um so no, I, honestly I don't none like of these that. movies were scary to me they were all like mysterious and, or disturbing and dark. right yeah, yeah. somewhat yeah. disturbing i like that none of them made me go like oh my God. i wasn't scared at all. but i think a lot of yeah. people take the word horror and they automatically assume that means uh, scary true. you know right uh, yeah. i mean i, but, been, I mean i kind of i kind of would though i don't know you're gonna say John? you say thriller thriller is different than horror no, I, I just I think I think a movie can be a horror movie without being scary because I think yeah. I'm the who thinks Hocus Pocus is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I think Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park is scary, but Jurassic Park is a horror movie. I think horror sci-fi is horror garage. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think people automatically assume like horror is scary, and I'm like, you think Hostel is horror, and there's nothing really scary in that one either. Right. It's just gore. Half right. the Saw movies, 
like gave up on jump scares years ago right and just like oh look at all these crazy practical effects we've got like we're <laughs> right. cutting off limbs it's horror and i'm like yeah, this yeah, yeah. Great, but it's still definitely a horror movie mm-hmm. so and i feel like there's a, a whole different genre i think yeah. absolutely which still constitutes horror even though it's not scary but there's still like mm-hmm. moments of, like dread or discomfort mm-hmm. well, yeah like, but scary isn't also just horror because the movie cliffhanger is not a horror movie but every time that girl's gonna fall i think i'm gonna die inside oh, yeah. <laughs> because i'm i'm horrified by what's happening to her so yeah, it's, it's totally that coin flips i had a well, person I mean, no please go ahead i've been talking no, a lot um, tonight no I'm, no no i'm sorry no you have you haven't talked enough actually but um because <laughs> um, you don't you don't lie yourself so um no the same like like for me horror is very like it's like a term that people just be like oh you're supposed to get scared you know mm-hmm. when people hear horror they they think like i'm supposed to get scared right like there's no like i'm supposed to yeah i'm supposed to scream <laughs> like nah. you know everything <laughs> and that's not what it is i mean for me i always feel like horror movies are thinkers and i don't mean like they gotta be like they're not like vanilla sky or nothing because lord have mercy but they're like I just mean like I just mean like horror for the most part like 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 Hereditary made me think mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's and it's a horror film and it made me think and I was like wait a second like to me that's what I like about horror films they make me think this one I don't know maybe it made me think too much and that's why I'm too soft <laughs> that's possible I've had that though where you just maybe it you're not in the mood for that much, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Made, yeah made her think she should have watched one of the other ones first <laughs> you should have been like come on Josh like seriously I was like maybe this one should have been last. What I was going to say was, there was a there was a TikTok I did the other day about a question one of my f- hello horror talkers. Well, I'm not a horror talker. Movie talkers, who's a horror talker, uh, ha- asked me to answer, and it was, what's the difference between a horror comedy and uh, dark comedy, or yeah, horror comedy and dark comedy? And I was mm-hmm. like, look, horror is about excessively pushing those tropes so that they're funny instead of freaky or or disturbing. You push them to the extreme. And then dark comedy is still comedy, but it's about topics we don't normally joke about, like death or loss (laughs) uh, of limb or whatever. Yeah. And there's There's a big horror element. Yeah. There's there's a wall there, I think. And there's a big difference. Uh, And I think we miss the subgenres across the board most of the time. We just like, oh, that's a horror movie. What kind of horror movie? Like... Right. It's like that's a car. I think the, you know? I would I would say similar to what you're saying, but my my theory was always that horror has to do with fear or scary, not necessarily to the audience, but mm. as a plot device. So like Idle Hands is a horror comedy because mm-hmm. people yeah. are terrified of this possessed hand that's killing people. Like they're they're fearing for their lives. So we at home are not scared. We're having a good time. Mm-hmm. But they're terrified, just like in Hocus Pocus. The kids are terrified. We're not scared, but the kids, <laughs> yeah. genuine, like the, what's happening to them is scary, and there's zombies and stuff like that. Whereas, like very bad things, isn't a horror movie, but it is yeah, certainly a dark yeah. comedy, <laughs> like a very dark yeah. comedy. But none of those people are like terrified of their lives. They're not right. Like, they're just like worried about what's going to happen, and it's all yeah. kind of made for a different element, I guess. So that's that's what, how I would the difference between a horror comedy and a dark comedy but it's all subjective too it is yeah. brian you were gonna say something oh no no i was just jumping into what what uh, josh was saying too yeah fair enough fair totally enough. agree yeah. yeah so the witch i mean there's there's still more to unpack here and we have a little time um are these movies too visceral for people uh not everybody likes these really kind of when the gore happens, it's a lot to take kind of thing. And this was, I think, the lightest of the 
two of the three films as far as how mm-hmm. this really right. got. But there were still moments with the, the apple in the mouth uh, or even just seeing the witch in the woods, like what doing whatever she was doing at the, mm-hmm. you know, stump or whatever in the beginning. Yeah. It's hard to see. Um, do you think, I, mean, I don't think you guys necessarily think it's too much, but do you think audiences might think this is too much? I would say, yeah, because we live in a time now where um, sensitivities run higher. And when sensitivities run higher, a lot of things get lost in like either visually or in translation. And that goes to like being like stand-up comic, like jokes don't hit the same because people are more sensitive. So I feel like that goes into like maybe like all art because I thoroughly enjoyed this because all three movies, when it came to like the gore and all that kind of stuff, I enjoyed it because we it, it reminded me of like maybe 90s or like, you know, like because we didn't, we don't get that stuff anymore. Because people are so, like, companies are so, production companies are so intent on um, making it so everybody can see this movie. So they want to have everything be PG-13, you know what I mean? Like, type of thing. And it's just, like, not to say that you can't make, like, a decent horror movie um, PG-13 because Doctor Strange is a decent horror film. Um, And it's PG-13, you know what I mean? And so it's, but I'm just saying that, like, I miss the times where it's like, you know, we we seen it and I, I'll just skip to a movie. Just I'll be back, but I'll just uh, say like in Midsummer when she when she jumped down and smashed into the mm. like to see her and then she pulled back and to see the skin yeah. kind of and right. she I was just like oh that's nice and maybe I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why we like horror though I'll wow. just I'll just preference that I was like oh like because you know just. Cause like you guys know, like you know, Josh is about to know, but you guys know, like I want to be an actor. Like I love that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love practical effects. I love, like I love that stuff. So like to to see that to like like um, I don't know. It was just good. Like the like the apple coming out of the kid's mouth was just like was just. I was like, that's so great. Like them having to like open his mouth and I don't know. Like certain stuff. Like yeah. certain scenes are really good in this film. It just as a whole, I was just like, oh no. But I think production companies are scared, so I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed all yeah. Brian, I what do you got? Oh, Josh, go ahead. Oh, no, Brian, you go first. No, Josh, go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> Y'all so polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. No, just, I, I, don't, I also don't think it's uh, too necessarily too visceral. I think it's the fact that the movies themselves weren't pitched as gory movies. So right. because it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. rare and it only happens every once in a while, it's yeah. so like jarring mm-hmm. like uh, we'll talk about midsummer like that whole movie was mm-hmm. pitched like oh it's a really creepy weird mysterious culty thing and then when you see that cliff scene you're like what the what yeah, just yeah, happened yeah. like mm-hmm. it's so unexpected and i think that's the same thing with the witch is like this whole movie was oh yeah it's like a period piece but it's really creepy and like scary mm-hmm. about a witch and then when you see the few instances of gore that are in there you're like oh i i had no idea this was coming yeah. where like the strangers or something like that, they pitch it as like, oh yeah, no, you're gonna see thirty slit throats over this yeah. like so <laughs> right. get ready because right. that's all get ready. Yeah. At least Saw was the same way. What do you got, Brian? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's done. I mean, that's you know, uh David Eggers really he like he wants those moments to be more impactful. So it's not I'm not so he's not gonna like keep them every like oh every 10 minutes i want to have a like you know messed up scene or whatever he wants to draw that out and then like hit you with it out of nowhere and have it be impactful but 
Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> we have two other movies that are going to be quite a bit to, and I think Midsummer is going to be kind of a lot to unpack. So uh, I think maybe we should rate yeah. this film and move to Midsummer, especially since it seems like I, I'm the one that's like, woo, the witch. Um, while everybody's like, yeah, it was okay. I do want to see it again. I, I do like want to like, especially after, you know, watching Eggers other two films and really loving those two films too. So it's like, it's like, what am I, what am I missing in the witch? You know, because I love his work. Two out of three, you know, ain't bad. So <laughs> agreed. And it makes you want to revisit the third, like you said. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start with law. When you can give us your rating one to 10 and show us, show us how this is uh, done. Okay. So for me, I will give the witch a six. Um, six is usually I won't watch it again unless somebody <laughs> right. puts it on and I have uh, no choice like, but to watch it. This isn't I'm really like, like a, let's pop on the witch, you know. You know, type of thing. So like it'd be so. I, um, I will say I'm kind of like my my number six will always be evolving, and I guess for this movie it will evolve right. until um I won't watch this again for maybe another ten years. I'll maybe you know five to ten or something. It's like prison. Like I'll revisit it. You know, <laughs> give me five to ten or something, <laughs> and I'll and I'll revisit. You know, maybe. But yeah, I give it a six though. I mean, I could. It could be worse. Is all I'm saying. Oh, it could I've be. Been, it could be. I've been meaner. <laughs> Mr. Josh, what do you give this movie? One to ten. Probably also a six right now. Um, I would say a six for me is not in a hurry to rewatch it, but. We'll absolutely revisit it if convinced by a friend on a podcast who apparently thought it was great. <laughs> You're welcome, A24. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I had intended, I mean, I still own it. I might as well watch it while I'm at it. Right. Um, I had intended to rewatch it before this and I just didn't have time. But because yeah, uh, it's the only one of these three that I haven't rewatched recently. Mm. And I, I definitely want to give it another shot. I'm, I'm almost certain I'll like it more on a second viewing, especially knowing a little bit more about the backstory and stuff and being able to unpack that. Um, But yeah, for now, six is, I don't regret watching it. There were certain things about it that I really enjoyed, but if I'm sorting through my DVDs, trying to find something to throw on in the background, slim chance this is getting picked. Yeah. Uh Mr. Brian. Uh, I'd, I'd say, I think I, I must have, I guess I liked it a little more than um, Josh and Lala, but I'm going to give it a seven. It's still fairly low for my ratings, but um, yeah, just because like all the other stuff was really great for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, cinematography nerd too, and I just thought it was gorgeous. And I love when, you know, a DP is going to try to like, go with like as much natural light as possible. And everything mm-hmm. goes just, you know, I got to respect that and everything else is so great. It's just like, it just, you know, it's just hard to like really like it when like it isn't one cohesive kind of thing, at least on this first view. And it just feels like, Oh, there's a great bit. Here's a great bit. Here's a great bit, but there's these missing pieces in between those. So <laughs> definitely gonna rewatch it though. I definitely am glad you all yeah. will. Uh, I already gave my rating. It's a nine. And I think I've kind of given my reasons. Um, I was looking to see if there was anything else I had. I did look up, of course, all the characters' names just to see what they meant. And here's an interesting bit. Thomason means twin. Just putting that out there for what you want to take that as. But to me, that kind of tells you from the get-go 
that she's like a twin to the witch in a way, like she's going to be pulled uh, by the witch uh, autom- almost automatically. And also the lust that the brother has for her. I mean, that would have been cool. She's an object of, of, of desire. So the witch. That would have been more. better, though, mm-hmm. if they would have shown that the witch was actually a part of her family and they outcasted her like they did, like they were about to do her. Like they were about to give her up. Yeah, they were. The they were. Like that would have been nice. If that would have been in the movie. Also, you didn't tell me, Samuel, what's his sin? Oh, what does Sam mean? Oh, yeah. what did, no, no, oh, what no, is Samuel what sin? Means, what's his sin? So I put yeah. Samuel down as sloth. Can't walk around. Pretty lazy. <laughs> well, see, I the witch it, wouldn't like, care. It would be good enough for the witch to be like, well, see, that's a sin. I don't know. Because according I, to them, see, they're sinners from birth. From birth just, through life. Justine, I was thinking that right. too in my head. Like, or she ate her twin in a womb. I was thinking about that too. Like, maybe, like... I don't know mm. if she showed some type of witch ability or power or something. I would have maybe liked this a little bit. But the more. goat was the witch. Like, I mean, the goat was the devil. The goat was the whole time. I mean, Mister. But the but the goat was the devil, not the witch. So, like, my thing is, if they would have made it so something about her was supernatural in some way, or how she moved, or what she did, I probably would have like latched onto it a little bit more. But just to be like, we can make any of you, because like, it, I don't know. I just grew up in a time where like witches were. Even if you were evil, you were special in some right. way. There was something about mm. you. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, what was special about her? She was getting booed. She was turning sixteen. Like I don't know what was like. What was special okay, so about her. it's colonial America, and like there's not a lot of white chicks around. So, just saying, maybe that's what was special about these seven women or eight women. They were all white women I, I, in fourteen something. Like we're it's not. I mean, it's like really early Americas, like mm-hmm. very early. I, okay, I will say this though. I do yeah, like, like the scene when she's in her. I do like the scene when she's when she comes to Black Philip, which I was like Black Philip, but all right. Um, <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I Josh, I did. Uh, um, no, because um, I did look up Black, like Black Billy ghosts though are significant too. They're significant in the story, but um, um, I like the scene where she walks in and she's like, "Talk to me. I know you can talk." Like. It gave me very much Lilo and Stitch vibes, and she was like, "Speak, I know you can talk." But I, um, <laughs> and then he did, my right? And he did. He was like, "Okay." okay. He's like, "Here's my book," you know. And at one point, you, you actually know? see the devil in human form for a second, only like the coat and the like, no, leg. I, right? No, I know. I know. I love that part where it's yeah. like you see, like that's the part I'm talking about, like when he, when it's like uh, she's talking to the goat, and you don't see the goat, and then when they pull, he was like, "You see the book," and it pulls back to the book, and then you see him cross the book, and you see a foot and a hoof, and I was just like, "That." That's majestic right there. Anybody else get the the majesty of this? I was like, that was just so good. Just again, I know I'm nuts, but I'm just I just love that part. And he like you're not behind wrong, her. It just it was just very like the way the camera just kind of like pulled back. You saw it, and then they pulled into her face, and then you saw him kind of like cross her twice, and then come back around. It was just I was like, that's good direction. That's just good. I don't, I don't even remember that scene, so now I definitely have to watch it. <laughs> All three of these like, films had that. That, that stuff, got right? me. Yeah, right? like that that would have got me. No, I, I I like that. Like that's why I said like certain parts of this was like very beautiful to watch. Like, mm-hmm. like or like freaky to watch. Or like when Caleb walks up to the cottage. Which I'm sorry if I get lost, I'm gonna go back the way I came. I'm not gonna go further into the darkness. Right, but that's he just did. me. Yeah, he did. And he went to the t- when he gets to the cottage and she like comes out. And he you can tell that he's a boy that's like he's feeling his own just as much as his sister is being older and she's like becoming a woman he's becoming a young man and like that's why he's kind of like looking at his sister even though he knows he shouldn't be because he's having these feelings and for this woman this beautiful woman to come out 
and like stare at him. He's like mesmerized. And the moment she kisses him and that little decrepit hang on the back of his head, I was like, no, that's nice. <laughs> not, not kissing a child that young, but that was nice. So it's like, right. cinematically, I was like, that was nice. Was like, no, for sure. Okay, so this sounds like we could keep talking about The Witch, so let's be careful. We have two other movies that yeah. have plenty oh, to talk about. Go ahead. So let's talk about Midsommar. Uh, so Midsommar uh, is an Ari Aster film, and this is, of course, the same writer as Hereditary, writer-director. Uh, and this movie stars Florence Pugh um, as the main star, and it's, I think this Yelena. was one of her breakout roles. Like, I don't think I knew her mm-hmm. before this role. Uh, also stars um, William Jackson Harper, who we know from The Ooh. Good Place, and Will Poulter, yes, who is him. without a doubt an up-and-coming superstar, uh, just from what I've seen. Marvel. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't hurt your career, uh, at he least not yet. Um, yeah. So let's go straight to Josh this time. What do you think of Midsummer? So excited for this one. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this movie. <laughs> oh no, he doesn't like it at all, you guys. He doesn't like it. At all. No. I feel better about I, this I, now. Okay. No, yeah, I I adore this movie. We we saw it opening night because I like I love Hereditary. Like I said, I I saw that no. without too much hype and hereditary blew me away so i was very excited about this one because i love florence Pugh, i love william jackson mm-hmm. harper i love everything about it i was like hell yeah new creepy culty horror movie um i i love that it takes place during the day for the most part which isn't yeah that is super common in horror movies different. they've talked yeah. about that with like texas chainsaw being one of the <laughs> the big ones that was terrifying in sunlight mm-hmm. and this one also this one wasn't like terrifying but the entire film almost i was just like in the theater like i don't feel good right now like you <laughs> know but in a good way where i was like yeah. really enjoying this well i think they um, used that to their advantage yeah know, it was uh it was just super <clears throat> super atmospheric uh mm-hmm. just beautifully shot i loved again the acting yeah. um it's a long movie i still haven't even watched the yeah. yet, but mm-hmm. i i didn't get bored and the fact that i've rewatched it like three times since i've seen it i think is also mm. a testament because if a movie's more than 90 minutes i'm probably not going to rewatch it anytime <laughs> soon unless i am in the mood to see it and this one i'm just like we should play it on midsummer again so i yeah <laughs> I, I i like this one a lot the first time i saw it and i like it more every time i watch it because mm. i pick up on little things and yeah, this was yeah, your yeah. fourth third viewing when you rewatched it this time uh, fourth, I think. Fourth. I, I I watched it just a couple months ago. Every uh, like September through October, all we watch is horror movies, and that was one that we watched again in October. That's my household as well. Uh, yeah. Brian, Midsummer. Um, this one, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's 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 very similar to The Witch for me. Like I, and I like I mentioned this up front where I was gonna. Have to, I'm I think I have to rewatch. All of these, really. Um, I think definitely like this one. Like I, there was a lot of like visual metaphor and just metaphor in general that you know, and, and that's I think that's Ari Aster's thing. Like he loves like placing that throughout because I felt like that was hereditary. He was definitely going for a lot of deeper stuff in that film, um, and this one as well in, in Midsummer. Uh, I love Florence Pugh. Like and what Josh mentioned, I totally agree with like a lot of what Josh already mentioned. The cinematography is great. I love the aspect of like it being in the daytime. Um, and like the thing is too, is like another thing, a way like it's shot is like, there's a lot of color. Like it's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little 
it is it is muted though so there is that aspect where they kind of like there's a lot of color but they pull those colors back it's not like too vibrant um which i think is um part of the the appeal to it and it kind of makes things kind of off mm-hmm. you know where it's during the day but like there's something something's not not quite right um yeah i did love like those elements of when we you know like we mentioned it with the witch where like you'd see these like really terrible things happen and they would just like really sat with yeah like the the stuff with the cliff really like stuck with me you know and it was just, like i mean just like like florence Pugh's reaction to that whole part was like perfect i mean that was me like what did i just like what <laughs> you know what did i just see <laughs> um but i think i think i just had a hard time with like trying to like connect some things to it and i think if i if i did a rewatch i think i'd probably appreciate it more though that's, that's my initial take yeah that's i've only seen this once too by the way so. this was your first viewing yeah awesome yeah. okay la midsummer um this is my first viewing for all these films actually i've never seen any of these so mm-hmm. um um knowing like the hype behind this film i was like oh, okay I, I, and i like florence Pugh from like black widow because obviously that's the first time i've seen her um mm-hmm. So um, and I know she's been in other things, but I was just like, oh, okay, I'll go back to some of her like beginning type things to see like, you know, and she was amazing in this. Like, she was great. Like, like everything she did was very visceral in the sense of like her crying, yeah. her pain, yeah. her, you know, very, very visceral. Um, this movie as a whole is like a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, if you didn't see it, it's kind of weird. Um um, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will say that I wasn't surprised by anything. Hmm. I don't know, like how, like you know. So, so for me, I like to be surprised when I watch films. I like to be like, oh man, like I, oh, oh, I didn't, I caught it too late. Like how, uh, 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 have that moment. And in this movie, I was very much like, oh, she, she gonna be May Queen because he showed her the picture. Oh. Of May Queen. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, she gonna be May Queen. What's funny is, yeah. What's funny is there is like I guess there is like other people have said there is the whole movie has foreshadowing in it. So you're probably picking up on that foreshadowing. So many of, and I guess I guess so because I guess that's what that what it is because like Hmm. it was like he showed her to May Queen. I was like, oh, she gonna be May Queen, and then (laughs) I was like, oh, he likes her. He 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 likes he he has feelings for her. He kissed her when she became May Queen. I was like, "Mm, okay, and then like when they were up on the like when they were up on the thing, I was like, oh, they gonna jump because. (laughs) <laughs> the dude talked about it beforehand. He was like, when they turn 72, they out of here. Because he was like, because she was like, well, what happens after 72? And she was like, ah. and then she started laughing. And I was like, no, they're going to die. <laughs> it was like something. Yeah. And so I was catching all these things. So like, I was never like, oh, my God. Uh, uh, uh. The only thing that made me go like, was this a real? Is because the William Jackson Harper was the only black man there. And I know, as a black person, that would make me uncomfortable. He was not uncomfortable. Right. But, his, like, but his thesis for his PhD was this. So, like, this was his passion. No, no, no. Right. I get I get that. And I have my passions, too. Like, I, lo- I love doing stand-up. And I, act, and I got asked to do stand-up up north in Michigan. And it's very Caucasian. And it's very <laughs> racial yeah. up there as well. And I would not go unless my friend came with me. So I get that he was probably like in a sense where he's like, I feel comfortable, but also I feel like because he's with his you, friends, maybe because you're with your friends. So I feel like, mm-hmm. but also a lot of things were happening where I feel like 
my brain would have overwritten my education <laughs> in that moment and I would have got out. Christian <laughs> had that same problem. How Christian didn't pick up on the fact that his friends were dropping like flies. Man, like right. flies. Not not dropping, yeah, but disappearing yeah. like flies or yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, make yeah. that, uh-huh. that. I was just like, Christian, yeah. you are dense, dude. And I that is one of my least favorite characters in like, cinema. That place can't be like, that big. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hate <laughs> this guy. So he's the absolute worst. And throughout the whole film, I was like, him and Mark are two of the worst people, but they don't deserve to die like this. Okay, I actually, I will defend Mark. He's just a dude, and we we only see his bad bits. I have a feeling he's actually a pretty decent guy, and he didn't mean to pee on the tree. They should have told him, but we know that they set him up. They set him up. No, they no, should have said that is like, our sacred dead people tree. Don't pee on it. They but also said that, he you know. goes, but also he when he finds out, he's like, so is dead. Like he does not care. Like, he's an American. So they sick. even say that. They so even there's sick. even a quote. He's like, "You're an American. Go jam yourself in there." He says that because they know how Americans are. So they know by uh, by obfuscating and keeping that information away, one of those Americans is gonna pit. One of those Americans is gonna piss on that tree. Maybe not all of us would, but one. If you took five Americans, one American is gonna piss on that tree. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to you know throw us under the bus, but it's it's probably pretty true. They use the fact that we are Americans, you know. To no, no, advantage. no, just, just, just enough. You're right. You're right. No, no, he is. He is the representation of an ignorant he, American. He is. Girl. Like he, he is. Like he very much so is. I was he just was. so like, you know, he's just like I'm so. And he had the weirdest, creepiest line in the movie. Like, I want to give her a bath. What was that? Okay, that was a weird <laughs> line. Oh come on! No, You've never could, said that he, once in your he's life. Been making, oh, but he's been making, but he's making stuff like he, he's been saying stuff like that like since the beginning of his character. He's just making like little. He's like, all oh, the women here, like, right. oh, he definitely yeah. was the woman, the ladies guy, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, okay, but he was so nervous too. This was my second viewing of this film, and Ooh. the first viewing that I had was my wife was like, "You got to watch this Midsummer movie," and I was like, mm. you know, "No." <laughs> I was out of horror for a while because I had a huge anxiety problem, and so I stepped away quite a bit until I could slowly step back in. And Midsummer is not one of those like, let me just jump back into horror kind of movies. Uh, it's it's visceral enough that it had an effect on me. When I was done with the movie, I felt ill. I felt kind of just off. Yeah. And I had to digest that. But every day I digested it, the more I was like, man, that was a good fucking movie. Like, that was... And tonight we can have more than one of those, by the way. Um, normally we were PG-13. We stayed at one of those, but... Yeah, it's 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 a twenty four horror bomber show. But, go yeah. go f- go wild! Just you know. I was gonna show. ask. I I curse like a. Sailor I know you do, and that's like one of the reasons I made it that way. If it's for you, so if you feel <laughs> like go for I it, I actually it. meant to tell you that at the beginning. I meant to yeah. say it at the beginning, but I did. It's just slipped my mind. Yeah. So oh, we're good. So I didn't. I spent the time and digested it. So I also was like, I'm not running back to see this movie because it did make me feel that way. But then when this opportunity came up, I was like, oh, I could revisit this and really feel it again and see what I think and digest it further. Uh, and I, I broke it down much more from the cinematic perspective, from the, the cinematography direction side this time, a little less of the story because the story is pretty linear. If you follow it, it's there and it is good. But I don't think that's the most interesting part of the film. Talking about what Brian said about the cliffs or the the lighting and the color of the film, the cliff scene was overblown. Everything with the highlights were oh, yeah. peaked was, really yeah, yeah. high. Mostly because yeah. it, yeah, it was really hot. Really, uh, it was like noonish. It was midday, mm-hmm. but it was to make you feel even more uncomfortable because you mm-hmm. the scene is not supposed to be easy to deal with, and so they're putting us on edge. Almost, especially if you saw it in theaters, you're just like, damn, could you? 
turn yeah, that down. Yeah, right in the theater. Yeah. So I think you know that's smart uh, a way to approach the film. There's a lot of shots like that. I think the other one that really stuck out to me was showing how Danny was on the outside of the group because they come to the apartment. It's a shot of the room. You see the three uh, roommates mm-hmm. sitting there, and it's just the mirror that's kind of foggy. And when when Christian gets that up and leaves, it really was, and that they stay on it for shot. a long time. But when she comes in, you can't see her really. You see just a little bit of her, and you get to see their facial expressions, and you can tell she is not mm-hmm. part of this group. And that shot yeah. says it all. You didn't have to move the camera to tell me all yeah. of that. At and this all, movie is loaded with like, those moments, and that's blocking yeah. right there. You know, just like how no, yeah, that's, is. yeah, that was one of my yeah. favorite scenes. Just how it was mm-hmm. blocked. I was just <clears> like. I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, you've seen like reflections and like, you know, in mirrors or glass or however mm-hmm. it is, but just to have yeah. the shot on there, like she's talking, but just to see their reaction to how, what she's saying, how uninterested they are. It was just so great to see it. And when she finally sits down, um, what's his name? William Jackson Harper's character walks, gets up and like goes behind him. Like he's so disinterested mm-hmm. in this entire conversation. You know, everybody leaves except for, what's his name, Pelly or Pele or whatever his name is. Like, his, he's the only one who, Pele, he's the only one that, like, enjoys her for the most part, you know? Yeah. And we all know why, but he's, like, the only one that enjoys her, so. Yeah. So, lungs on the outside. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that part's so nuts. That's, but that's so again, my question that's, was, <laughs> like, was he still alive? He's breathing. Yeah, because the lungs were moving, and I was like, "Is is he doing that, or are, are the things the things through it?" Through? I was just like, "It's a feat of engineering, whoever decided to do that." Okay. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. crazy. He was alive. Where I wish we would have seen um, Connie. I was like, "What they do to Connie? Did he just kill her?" Because when she when I heard that scream, right. I was like, "That's Connie." <laughs> I was like, "When they because yeah. they all heard the scream, like everybody turned around, like what what?" And I was like, "That's Connie. They killed her. But I don't know where she is." Josh, you were so. gonna say. We see her leg, don't we? Isn't it her leg that's sticking out of the garden? No, that's no. Um, Josh. Or, that's yeah, that's Josh's leg. There's that Josh's leg. So Josh's leg you see, but you do see Connie at the end. She's one of the first know, people they wheelbarrow the in. They, yeah, yeah they, right. But I was just like, what did they... But it, they made it a point to kind of like show Josh's leg and show Simon and the thing. And I was just like, so we gonna see where Connie then? And they didn't show her. So but they ended up, like, they ended up like, well, her end, I just wondered where she was. Um, I bet you that made it to the cutting room floor just for timing. Like they needed to, to pace it out because it was getting a little long. But Josh, go ahead. The, yeah, the director's cuts apparently like thirty or forty minutes longer, uh, oh, which is nuts. I, I've been meaning to get it because obviously I love this movie and I, I want to watch it. But I've heard so many mixed reviews about it because they've said mm-hmm. like there was a lot of like while I was saying she picked up a lot of the foreshadowing and I noticed that too when they like they're panning across the tapestries and it's essentially yep. telling mm-hmm. you that yeah. Happen. Movie. Uh-huh. And even I was like, okay, like, I'm yeah. glad I got to figure things out in Hereditary, but Ari just straight up told me the plot of the movie right, right. now. Right. And that was my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through this luncheon, like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, exactly. So, and so I don't want more of that, but apparently the director's cut taps more into, as I was mentioning, William Jackson Harper being the only black guy there. Apparently mm-hmm. the cult has more, uh, like, Aryan, like, mm-hmm. type yeah. ties to it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the, the cult is very like white power type oh, like wow. vibes oh, to it. And they excise all of that backstory with like, no, it's just like a creepy cult of flower people. And they're like, Oh yeah. no, he like Ari but also like, super racist. Like, yeah. Super racist. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it, for me, I mean, for me, I would have loved a little sprinkle of that somewhere. It, it doesn't cause like yeah. my life, my life, people verbally don't say racist things to me. I mean, they have, 
oh, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like, you know, around the, around my, growing up and around my life and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's very much normal, more like people just stare at you or people look at you or they're passive aggressive or, mm-hmm. you know, all these type of like microaggressions. So like, yeah, the microaggressions. Yeah, to me, it would have, it would have lended a little bit more to it if they would have actually did it, especially since he was the only black person. Right. And it made, and like, because to me, the moment I saw that they came to this place, he was the only black person. And of course, they had like um, Connie. Connie and Simon looked like they weren't fully, you know, white, or they could have been like biracial, however it is. So they were people mm-hmm. of color as well. But right. they could have, there could have been more, because it would make even more sense why they took them out so quickly, but then left the other, because it's like you want the blonde haired, you know, white, blue eye, you know, you want those mm-hmm. in it, but you kind of have to get rid of the rest. Just a little sprinkle of that would have just added a little bit more validity to the. Well, right. they did say they bring in outsiders, and um, there's nothing but white people around. So, I mean, it's kind of it's lightly there, but I agree it should be there more. And knowing that they cut it out, considering that did we see Josh's body in the yellow house at the end? Does he is he actually in there, or is it just the leg? He is. He is. He in is. There. Okay, I wasn't sure if they were just like now we're burying he's, him. Like that's he's like how on bad the he's like. He's on the other side. He's one of the sacrificed people. He's he's on the other side. Okay. Yeah, I think we see him up there. Yeah. So sociologically, this is an interesting film because we're talking about another culture who even if, let's get rid of the cult stuff for just a minute. Let's get rid of the, obviously the Aryan stuff. Let's just set aside that this is just a different culture. And the suicide stuff that we do see, unalive stuff, however we say that these days, is... Yeah. Man, this is definitely a trigger movie, by the way. I don't think we covered that, and maybe we should have. Like, this movie, I've had friends. I've had, you know, loss in my life. So the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, crap. Like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And it's part of the reason that they don't tell you is that you're, you're not supposed to be. But if we just set all that side stuff aside, when the, when the kind of head lady stops them and goes, hey, they wanted this. This is part of their life. This is our choice of life cycle. And then they were like, well, that's fucked up. You shouldn't be doing that. This is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, but you you literally don't get to choose for them what they do with their life cycles. This no, yeah. Is, if it stayed there and it was just an interesting, like, you know, dissertation on that kind of stuff, then I was fascinated just by that aspect of their society. Yeah. And just seeing well, I think that's why, in. like, Florence Pugh's reaction is so powerful because of what she had just experienced, you know, before. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like... I don't remember if she like actually saw like she did her family. Yeah, she did. So, it, it blinked and she saw her family by the yeah, rock. Like gotcha. did. Yeah. So yeah, so that like I mean, she's already not fully there. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's trying to mm-hmm. grieve, and and already her like boyfriend is like a just he's not like, a good dude right away. Just trying. Yo, to he's a like, poser so, because well, all of a sudden yeah. you want to do your thesis on what I've been doing my thesis on since the. <laughs> The dawn of right. time, like, sir. And so instead of trying to help her grieve too, and like, I mean, you forgot her birthday. Yeah. He was like, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was yesterday, but you never said happy birthday, even if you thought yeah, it was. So. <laughs> he was annoying. Who guy. takes mushrooms when they get to a brand new country? <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't going to take mushrooms, but if you're going to, shouldn't like the safety of your home or like a place where you have people you can trust and know. Um, because she started, well, that started so. messing her up right away. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's trash. He's just so, trash Josh, person. what what is it about this film that makes you do repeat viewings? Um, 
So it was mainly just uh, I I liked it so much the first time we saw it in theaters that I wanted to watch it a second time at some point. Um, my girlfriend wasn't as crazy about it the first time. She was like, I don't know, it was just kind of boring. Like there were some oh, moments that I appreciated, but I just wasn't really into it. Yeah, yeah. And so we watched a lot of movies together, and I just like okay so we're probably not going to revisit it anytime soon and then as we were approaching the halloween season she was like i kind of want to give it somewhere another shot because you seem oh, to really cool. like it and i feel like i didn't appreciate it at the time and so oh, we rewatched nice. it together and she liked it a lot more the second time and okay. i was like okay see and cool. i i just liked it even more too and then yeah. the following spooky season came around yeah, and yeah. we were putting together our list of horror movies to watch and we we're like let's throw midsummer on again see if we cool. still like it we did last time and nice. we still do so so there's hope for me then. Okay. So, <laughs> so, to, so, so Josh, to revisit this again and like, I, like it more. I, there, there are few movies that I did not like the first time that I've yeah. revisited that I, that I like, or I, I've revisited a lot of movies recently and yeah. I used to be a contrarian. Like I oh. thought the Friday the 13th remake was going to be trash. And I saw it and I was like, this is trash before I even like really paid attention to it. And then right. I watched it again and I was like, actually this movie's pretty like, <laughs> This is good. Right. I, like like, that. I like that. That's how I am with most like any horror movie that I watched ten years ago when I was a dick about things. I've rewatched recently, and I was like, I was way too hard on this movie. This is right. super fun. Um, <laughs> That's cool. It's, every once in a while, I'll rewatch one, and I'm like, oh no, this is still bad. And yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's, yeah, and, but that doesn't happen nearly as often, which is great. I but I yeah. I try to find good in all horror movies lately. No, for sure. Yeah. So like, you, you hit that's a me spot. too because. Yeah. That's yeah, the show. Like, I, I'm big on that here. So yeah, because I because I'm not like a I was not a horror person for a long time, and I actually like forced myself. And then these guys know I did this like 30 days of horror thing in October, and like forced myself to watch all these horror movies. Like and they're they're all over the board too. I mean, there's like some super classic slashers to you know some some other stuff like Hereditary and, and um, more cerebral stuff. And uh, I definitely needed a break after that 30 days, but it, it definitely made me appreciate horror more. And I was like, I didn't really have any reason why I didn't or wasn't watching horror films as much, you know? So, so now when a new horror film comes out, I like make it a point like, okay, I'm going to go, go see this one and not avoid it. But yeah, no, thank, I, I, I appreciate that. Cause what you're saying about it. Cause it's like, yeah, I definitely want to give it another 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 shot just because of all the things that are in there. And I, I and maybe I wasn't picking up on the foreshadowing stuff soon enough either. So it's it's no, definitely all like, that was, you're you're paying attention yeah. to the cinematography is what you're doing. The whole yeah, time. exactly. I'm like yeah, I'm like looking at it. <laughs> like, oh, what a great oh, no, shot! Like, oh, did they say something? Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. What? No, I feel like <laughs> what I feel like the, the the movie as a whole was just like a beautiful thing to watch. Like just aesthetically, mm -hmm. like it was like very like even though the, the colors were were muted, they were still like bright enough. To yeah, kind of like no, capture totally. mm -hmm. you know like the flowers and things like that and just like and then like okay like it was one moment where i was like oh it wouldn't be bad to live here because like it was what was it one scene like where they like well it's kind of like close to the end where i probably should shouldn't have wanted to, wanted to be there but i thought it was just like when when people are in pain they share in the pain i think that's beautiful like they it is you know, I think that's very beautiful yeah. to like kind of like share in somebody's pain. And honestly, when somebody shares in your pain, it 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 helps you move through it just a little bit quicker than you would do it by yourself. So when she's like having a panic attack and she's crying because she just saw him having yeah. sex, and they're and they all start mimicking her noise and mimicking her sound, I was just like, my gosh! I was just like, 
as crazy as it would be to some other people to see that happen in like in a, yeah, in a well, form or something like that, you would feel like you're not alone alone to to kind of uh, have a person do that with you. I thought that was beautiful, but you yeah. realize that everybody's kind of like nuts. And you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't like this. No, it was. That, I was just. But that's how they got her. Is it's like you you saw that she was vulnerable. It was like she finally yeah, found. That's a group of people who Very are ready yeah. to empathize with her and yeah, ready to yeah. agree with her. She's been surrounded by these dickheads. I just feel like she's been... <laughs> and then also, it's a, it's a whole bunch of women, too. Plus, it's a whole bunch of women, too. And if yeah. we see oh, it, yeah. if we see it, she lost two women in her life. We don't see her with any, like, women friends. She's latched on to this guy and his friends, right. essentially. <laughs> and so, like, to get into a, a space with, like, a whole bunch of women that, like, okay we might bake some food and do some stuff for like the guys or for everybody whatever but we also dance and we have fun and like we share each other's pain and we take care of each other we do like she has she's been missing that but on top of it too i felt like at the towards the end where like that barn is burning up and the guys are in there screaming and everybody's freaking out screaming with other people and you just see her go from like coughing on like the smell of human flesh to like to like sucking it up and then looking at the fire and then smiling, I think she finally just cracked. I was just like, because a lot <laughs> has happened to her, like a lot, like yeah. a, like a murder suicide for her family. Like that's crazy. Like it's a, it's 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 to go through that and then like to not really have support to help through that. Like she they she got she slowly broke down throughout this whole thing towards the end and now she's fully oh, yeah. into this cult. Like so it was, yeah. Bats and I were having cool. a broke her, broke her down. Yeah. Bats and I were having a discussion about this because I actually think that Pele maybe knew the sister or knew of the sister and knew she was bipolar and pushed and her. set this emotion. Hmm. Hmm. Only because of the way the whole cult manipulates every person they come in contact with. They lie to them. They twist the truth. Even with Connie and her her fiance, they explained how they met, and it was like that's not how we met. You're you're kind of <laughs> twisting the words here, and then they backtracked a little. Everything they said was a little bit of a lie or a little bit of something, and it just feels like Pele either knew or was able to just capitalize uh, at least uh, on being like, right. yeah, maybe let her come. Yeah, it was all yeah, like manipulation from. Day one from everyone, right? Yeah, on that uh, group, but that's like that's like any cult, though, right? It's like they find certain people that are susceptible yep. to those things and they manipulate those and make them feel like, oh no, you're very you're welcome here. We are you're one of us, you know, we want to, and then you know, crack them. Batsy makes a good point. What happens tomorrow in this movie? So, t- t- the, you, know, just like, you know, the May <laughs> Queen does her thing. Yeah. The, the, the you know the building's still in. You know, what do they do? They get up and what? Just have breakfast? Like, I mean, what do you think happens? Yeah. Yeah. Plan. Plan do. next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I think honestly, I think they do because like they these people jumped off the thing and killed themselves initially. Then like you had to kill one of them, and mm-hmm. the Americans messed like freaked out about it but everybody else is kind of like this is our life this is the way we do things this happens like what they say like once every ten thousand years or 90 okay 90 years so like uh, some of them pro- have probably been through this multiple times they probably relay these stories to the kids throughout because nobody's surprised any of these things happen nobody's yeah. surprised when it, when it does happen so i feel like they're like this was this is another successful event and so they, the the May goes queen, <laughs> the May Queen is every ninety years, but the death, the suicide thing, that happens. I bet you mm-hmm. every year, 
Uh, yeah. It's whenever somebody turns seventy-two. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, okay. seventy-two. No, 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 but yeah, because yeah. it's every time they turn seventy-two. Yeah, I know that. But I mean, like as a whole, like this whole celebration thing. The nine-day festival yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is the nine. Right, right, is the thing. So I feel like after they have sacrificed and done that thing, I think they're like, all right, that's successful. All right, let's go to sleep. Everybody wake up. We go back to what we usually do. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't think they skip a beat in this in this world. No, but but does Danny skip a beat? What does Danny do next day? Danny is. I feel like she's by the end of this. I feel like she's fully indoctrinated. I feel like her hey, and Pele are yeah. going. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to. He's going to be her bestie until he's something more. And they have their kid as a commune. And but then give that like kid she, up. Like that kid. That kid goes. I feel to the like. Group. I feel like she's. But I feel like she's in it to the point where she might bring people back home. She might. She has nobody. She has. These are her ties now. I feel like now she's so into it now that she'll go off and. You know, Rumspringer and bring some people back. Well, this you is know. one heck of a Rumspringer. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I'm with Josh on this movie. Uh, this, this. So, uh, full disclosure, Josh, I don't like Hereditary. I actually, I rated it pretty badly when we watched it on the show, and it's not because I don't think it's beautifully shot or well, even well written. And Tony Collette, star like goat, like she's brilliant. And even the gore, you know, the head smash, all of that is fantastic. But the end was so boring and ends are so important to me on film that when I get to the end and I'm like, a Satanist cult, huh? That's pretty typical and boring and done a thousand <laughs> times. And in a time when, you know, people may leave the show for this one, but in a time where the Satanic temple is on the rise, it's kind of hard, yeah. hard to see movies that are like yeah. talking trash about Satanists when there's a different kind of Satanist now, in a sense. And, and that's just me. Well, they're, they're Payman. Right. I don't know if it was necessarily like supposed to be a Satanist, it was, but mm. it was the people worshiping King Payman. And I and yeah. I know I'm I know I'm getting semantics here, but it for me I was still just like another. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ari Aster, Ari Aster yeah. likes to break faces. Ari Aster likes to have <laughs> women crying, and Ari Aster <laughs> likes cults. Those are the three yeah, things yeah. Ari Aster will put in a film. So I'm looking forward to the next film so I can see those three things. I, that is a, a curious to consider though, because like Hereditary gave you enough clues to kind of put it together as you were watching, and then at the end you were like, oh shit, yeah, okay, like thing mm-hmm. it, it was. And then you rewatch Hereditary and you catch all the little clues where like grandma's mad that I'm not a boy because they try to put pain in the sun and all this other stuff. Yeah. So, I'm getting yelled at, summer, by the way, sorry. Like, <laughs> but then summer, I'm like, oh, you just gave us like most of the movie in this whole like tapestry foreshadowing and all this yeah. other stuff. So are, is the is A24 telling Ari like you got to give them more clues is the next movie. <laughs> all right. The next yeah. movie, the, the be- it's going to be Tarantino. The next movie will be the beginning at the end, and then they'll explain how they got there. That's We're going the to the cult place to do the evil stuff. Let's go. And make oh, sure you okay. smash some faces and have women yeah. screaming yeah. along the way. Um, I just got yelled at for saying not saying Paymon. Um, <laughs> multiple people uh, yeah. jumped at me, including my wife. Uh, sorry, everyone. I love Hereditary. That's what I. That's what. That's like maybe like in my top ten movies. I like. Uh, mm. And I had never seen it until we recommended it. Somebody recommended it for the show. But that's when I, I just loved the way it went. I was just like, I didn't see this coming. It was just great. Nice. So, yeah. No, and that's, I went into that one. Full hype, and I loved it. Oh yeah. So I, I, I was, I was, in, I'm in between Lala and Snitty because I was like, I went in like pretty much pretty far after it had come out, and like so I'd heard all the hype. 
and all this like great stuff. So I went in um, with like, you know, sky high expectations um, and it looked great. Um, and, and again, it's, it, it's probably another one I need to rewatch and I'd love. Yes, Nicolette. you do. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> no, I, love I, I will be watching hereditary again, based on tonight's discussion about rewatching films and I'm hearing people are going to be rewatching some films. So I will give that mm-hmm. movie another try for the panel for that sake mm-hmm. uh, and come back. And I'm going to rewatch yeah. Chippendale. Rescue and if you haven't watched that, do it's, oh, it's worth so watching. Good. Oh, uh, oh no, uh, all re-watch the movie things. That's amazing. Say it again. I'll rewatch Chippendale a hundred times. <laughs> right, yeah. Not scary at all, but it, it was, was amazing. Great. It was a fever yeah. dream, though, in a lot of ways. It was. That's probably what I loved about it. So you did love it. Okay, I wanted to get your review. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was really it. great. It was like uh, someone someone shared like that um, watching Chippendales was like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him pointing at you like, ooh, 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 that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. For oh, me it too. felt like a Space Jam with a little more soul, I think. Is yeah. What I was like, yeah, yeah. this is how you were like, pack every IP you exactly. possibly can yeah. into a movie and still make it like relevant and not exactly. feel like a big commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, if you think about it, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, if you just took the plot, you could put anybody in those plots. Oh, yeah. The plot. It's a yeah. really solid plot. You know, you could you could move that plot around. Well, Space they could have done Tailspin and done the same movie. Space, yeah. Space Jam was unnecessary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Extremely. We didn't ask for that. Yeah. We didn't ask for that. Okay. <laughs> On the thing, too, about the movie, it, it was like an episode of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. It was yeah. totally a straight, just like, you know, watching an episode, a longer episode. Look, how, look at the you smile. Know. He was so excited. Like, my childhood came back to life. So yeah, <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> I also loved how they managed to explain how they didn't have high-pitched voices. That was important to me. <laughs> Yeah, that mm-hmm. was, oh, they're acting. Okay, they're actors. That's so, so good. I know. Perfectly. Like they're act, yeah. like what? But then like, they end up doing it towards the end when they were getting all excited about the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? I was losing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is a horror episode with little Chippendales right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, just so you yeah. Guys Chippendale know. tangent off to the side. Right. Sorry, uh-huh. yeah. but yeah, we, we do tangent on this show, and it goes wherever mm-hmm. it goes. Um, so I was looking at Ari Aster's uh, filmography, and it's interesting. Um, Ari Aster has made two full-length feature feature films. That's it. Yep. These yeah. two, which makes me really like Hereditary more already. Just knowing that that bothers me that I didn't know that it was like it wasn't like a fifth film by him. Um, right. And everything else was a short. Now I'm going to go on an Ari Aster like short, like ex- exploration. Um, before we get to <laughs> X and before we do the ratings, we're going to run out of time really quickly. But are you guys excited about the A24 film uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on? I am. I am. I'm, I don't know enough. I'm a little dis about it. I saw the trailer when I went to go see Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I was like, "What in the he double hockey is this?" Okay, so and what it I gotta say? Interesting though, but I was like, "So I'm doing a little piece on it, um, and it's something I'm really getting excited for." But it's Jenny Slate and her husband created the character of Marcel, and you should go yeah. watch the the short. It's on YouTube. It's three minutes worth every <laughs> minute. And you'll get more hyped for the movie once you see the short. Um, it, this is, and it's not an A24 film. It's an A24 uh, distribution release. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cute though. And it does. So um, that's what I love about A24. They can have okay. these whimsical films like this. They can have super visceral films like Midsommar. And then they can have just solid drama um, ac- across the board as well. I, I just, I, I'm sitting yeah. here fan 
fanning mm-hmm. out. Um, let's get some ratings on Midsummer, and uh, let's start with Brian. Um, I'm gonna give oh, this one's tough because, like, the more the more we're talking about it, and the more I'm hearing you guys, the more I'm like. Oh, did I like this movie more than I thought I did? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because again, like this is another one. I was just like, I, the cinematography is so great, mm-hmm. um, and and I love Lawrence Pugh. I mean, she's just like, I mean, just giving it her all in this one. And um, but I'm just gonna stick with my initial gut, and then do mm-hmm. a rewatch and be like, so um, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna give this one a seven point five this one and i, I think Respect. yeah like i i, I think i'm um, like josh usually i'm like given i give like pretty high reviews usually like because <laughs> I, I tend to like like a lot of stuff yeah. for the most part that's rare like i think on this show i've i've rarely given like pretty low reviews i really heard you give below a five i don't think yeah yeah and if it is then then you know it was like don't watch that yeah, movie. <laughs> don't ever watch it again. Like, yeah, but it was like the last <laughs> Witch Hunter yeah. or something you rated pretty low. Yeah, Witch Hunter was bad. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's how I am. If, I'm not yeah. gonna rate it under a five unless it's like offensive. Like if there's something in the movie <laughs> right. that yeah, genuinely like... upset me. Uh, otherwise, I'm just like that was bad. But I mean, yeah, I'm exactly. sure people worked really hard on it. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly my thought. Yeah, I'm like I have so much respect for so many other areas of filmmaking. You know, and like what they did. And I'm like, man, but also hearing you guys talk about it too is is really great. And like, I'll definitely rewatch this one just for the foreshadowing alone. And then I'll probably pick up so many different things too. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, Law. I knew the movie. Go for I knew it. the movie just by the movie. <laughs> the movie right. told me the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, let's hear um, your, let's hear it. Uh, my review would be uh, my review. I'm sorry, my rating would be uh, an eight. It was a solid eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was the leaps and bounds for me over the witch. I mean, they both were beautiful, but this one had a, I give it an eight one because it's like, I actually initially gave it a seven, but I gave it an eight because Florence Pugh is just something so like raw and like real about her performance. Mm-hmm. Then I push it up a, a level and it was, a, it was essentially it was a seven for me because I didn't like all the foreshadowing. I don't like mm-hmm. being force fed stuff. Like I'll figure it out. Like, let me, you know, drop hints, drop like, a little foreshadowing is fine, but they were literally like giving you like panels of what was going to happen. Like they literally told you the old girl was gone, cut up her her pubic hair and and like put her blood into the cup for him. Like <laughs> like they told you all these things were going to happen, and I was like, oh, it's going to happen to old boy because she has been <laughs> eye raping him this entire time. Like that's all she's been doing, and so I gave it I, I give it an eight because Florence Pugh like pups it up, but it was. I, this is rewatchable to me. I think um, somewhere maybe in the next few months, I might actually just like watch it again and just kind of like partake in it and see what like see what I have missed after letting it kind of like wash over me for a few, you know. Yeah. There's some interesting chat going on, by the way. If you guys aren't picking up on it, just enough is in there talking about how she's got to <laughs> lock uh, all the movie things up to watch Reddit or watch yeah. Midsummer <laughs> with a breakdown of every scene, um, which is hilarious because I was almost going to do something similar, not the dungeon part, but. Anyway, uh, Josh, what is your rating of Midsummer? Uh, I assume somewhere in the double digits. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't give a ten out liberally. I mean, I probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if this one, if we're doing half half measures, I'd say at least an eight five. Uh, so yeah, eight point five because that's rewatchable to me, but mm-hmm. still like 
give or take only if i'm in the mood like there's movies i can throw on at any time like yeah predator tremors and give me 10 minutes and then i'm not doing anything else i'm sitting down and i'm watching the movie like, oh, what was i doing oh wait yeah yeah midsummer is yeah, not that. one that i can just like toss on at three in the afternoon and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Under> laundry <laughs> yeah yeah but uh but i do i do love this movie i love florence Pugh in it if you haven't seen um fighting with my family that was the one she did right yeah. before this where she played yeah. a wrestler yeah and she was great that was in that really one yeah, yeah. she looks unrecognizable movie, though actually um, should have been bad like I, I was watching the trailers and i was like this movie looks really cheesy totally. but it's got so many good people in it and then i was reading the reviews and i was like all right i guess i'll watch like i got amc a list let's check it out and yeah. we went and saw it i was like oh that movie's super fun so <laughs> yeah it was really great yeah crushed it and i was like all right I'm, I'm anxious to see what else this girl's in and then they're like oh she's in the new ari aster horror movie and i was like hell yes, yes. i'm all in let's pick it out <laughs> let's do it so i hyped yeah. myself up for midsummer and was still yeah. very pleased uh yeah i think i watched it like i said four or five times and i like it a little bit more each time because i pick up on different things and i think the the fact that it drags a little bit at the beginning doesn't affect you as much when you already know what you have to look forward to i think that definitely helps on rewatches I think um, it establishes yeah, Danny a lot. If we, if you yeah, let that I don't even think it drags. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think it drags. It really sets up like her beginning to her end. It's a good bookend. It's a good like you know, and bookend, bookend essentially to her character for me. So I, I like yeah, that. the payoff, the payoff definitely mm-hmm. does it yeah. for me. So okay, so we've got we've got a seven, we've got an eight and an eight five. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Josh. I'm going to give it an eight five as well. Um, mostly because of the fact that it disturbed me, which I know it's supposed to, but it's still, that's not a good feeling. So I'm trying to like still unpack that mm-hmm. in one way or another, but I did want to, I just want to hit these couple of things. So I wrote down several shots that really stuck out to me and the shot of the sister going right to the screen of the email where you see the, you know, the mask on mm-hmm. her right at the beginning, yeah. really impactful. Um, the, I've talked about how when they flip the camera over on this show many times, and usually it bugs the crap out of me, but in this one, because they were moving forward with the Prius, because the f- screen flips and you get so much, dis- it's disorienting, which is, of course, mm-hmm. de- definitely telling you what's coming, which I like. Um, every time they were doing anything with the festival, those shots were probably some of the most amazing shots where it was just a little wider shot, just watching the people flow, good set direction, really getting people going where they need to go and really enjoy that. Um, and then I already mentioned the suicide shot where they blew everything out. Those are the shots that really stuck out to me other than the obvious production value of the film uh, and those set yeah. pieces. Uh, that 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 f- commune, whatever, like I'm not sure if they built some of those buildings. I didn't watch any of the behind the scenes stuff, but it's a very cool looking and interesting place. But Ray has been here the whole time. I'm surprised Ray is not a big horror fan, but she was here watching, and I appreciate yeah. that, Ray. So thank you for showing up. And, and She's always so supportive. Right? So supportive. So yeah. thank you for that, and enjoy um, your evening. Uh, but, so, yeah, 8-5 for me. I really wanted to add those couple of things. I p- put a lot of thought into writing all these down, so I want to make sure I covered them. X Love it. is a film by Ty West, and this is a very new A24 film, and... Uh, this was not a film that was liked by everyone, uh, but has still been, I think, received well, uh, generally. Uh, stars right. Mia Goth, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, which I was like, that's Kid Cudi? Yeah, I know, really? yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, I don't think there's other giant names. Those are those are the big ones. Um, Jenna Ortega, and then, yeah, I already said Mia Goth. Anyway, uh, so La, 
What was your yeah. take on X? X. Um, X gave me a Texas Chainsaw vibe. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, a, again, it was a movie where, like I said, none of these movies, like, I wasn't surprised in, in any of these movies for the most part. Um, X, I was very much like, hmm, something ain't right with these old people. It's not right. Yeah. Um, the moment I saw him, now I couldn't, it couldn't, I couldn't fathom the fact that she was horny than a thumb bitch. Um, but um, <laughs> to me, I thoroughly enjoyed that though. I thoroughly enjoyed like um, her whole thing was just that I'm just trying to get laid. I ain't been laid in a minute and y'all just flaunting yourselves <laughs> out here and this is why you got to die. Like that was just like such a great, um, that was just a great like premise in a way for me. Um, this was like, like, Zach and Mary makes a porno like on acid. Like this is like it's interesting. <laughs> you know, like when I was watching it, I was just like, this is scary. I, I mean, but I liked the film. I thought it was great. It had good elements. Uh, I love the um the, the the time in which it took place, right? Because this could have easily been like mm-hmm. it's 2022 or 2021, and they were like, no, we're going to take it back to like at a time where like uh mm-hmm. like like pornography was still something that people kind of talked about but they didn't but it was about to start blowing but it, like it was like it was like hitting but now it's about to start blowing up to like VHSs and people will be able to you know get it wherever they want to get it so to me like that type of history in the background of it which is nice to have as like a foundation mm-hmm. um but I thoroughly enjoyed this and like I read a lot about um this this movie like because Mia Goth plays Pearl <laughs> and then they filmed a prequel while they were filming this one called Pearl. So that should be, it's in post-production right now. It should be coming out soon. So I was like, I'm interested to see how she became a murderer. Like, it's like I was very interested in the Pearl character because you can even see in the pictures why she was so attached to to, to Maxine yeah. because they they yeah. look similar. Like she could see herself. Um, but I will say the thing that really got me at the end, which I probably should have called, but I didn't, was when you find out that the person that they've been watching on TV is her father, and he was doing his whole mm. sermon about her, and I was oh, just yeah, like, yeah. "That's a nice, like tie-in," and then it, and it just reinforced what she was talking about when they were all sitting, in the, sitting in, like in the room, and they were just like, you know, like you know, you just live your life, you know, you just have fun, like what's sex, like you mm. understand what, like it just filled more into that because that's a lot of preachers' kids branch off like that because they've been so choked yeah. by mm-hmm. like their their father or their mother's like belief that they're like I'm gonna go out and just explore and go and go wow but it's not wow to me I just I'm just following my bliss so like I, I thoroughly enjoy it this this film to me had layers and levels that mm-hmm. I was just like this is an interesting it went kind of like I'm I was like they about to die they about to die but it was still a good film mm-hmm. I was still a good film. yeah that's my initial Josh let's hear it uh, same. I I saw this opening night and I was glued to the screen the whole time. I was just like having a blast in the theater. Um, I think what like obviously it's like a an A twenty four slasher movie. It felt way more fast paced than most A twenty four movies that we're used to. So everyone because everyone gets on A twenty four because they're like, oh, it's all just like these super like deep. <laughs> allegories on grief everything's a metaphor for something like they're all just right. like slow burn this and i'm like oh no this is just a straight up slasher with a bunch of nudity yeah. like it's super fun it's just <laughs> very simple yeah. mm-hmm. um but with 
complexities to it and layers, like La was saying, that mm -hmm. I think that bring it, uh, elevate, I hate that word again, but it, it does make it better than just like some shitty low budget slasher that could have attempted the same thing. Like Ty West definitely has an eye for certain shots and just certain character arcs yeah. and just ways of, of bringing things about. Uh, there's like the whole debate on Twitter recently about uh, nudity or sex in movies where they're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's just unnecessary. And I'm like, not always, but even if it's not unnecessary, so, like we're naked yeah, by birth. I'm, Why is that unnecessary? Yeah, sometimes I want to see that. It's <laughs> fine. Like it's not a big deal. And I think this one had to, like perfectly placed, like that's obviously the whole plot. So they had to have nudity and sex scenes in it. But then it was like the visual gags with Kid Cudi and stuff were played so well, <laughs> yeah. so funny. Uh, but yeah, it was like this movie is funny. It had a couple of really solid jump scares, great gore. Overall, I was just I was entertained the entire time, and this was it was so good. I was not expecting a rag to be needed. I'm just gonna put that out there. So, <laughs> uh, Brian, what is your take? That was the most realistic part of this film. It really was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never, you never see that in movies. No. Yep. <laughs> Brian, what do you got um, for us after that? If you could follow that, if you will. Um. So, um, so Justine and I are having this back and forth <laughs> about her dungeon theater. Um, but <laughs> and I'm about to go back for this one. You guys are gonna have to make TikToks <laughs> about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like, I, I think I might be the odd man out on this one too. Because I, I had kind of a hard time with this one. Um, I, I, one of the things I really did like about it though was like what they were speaking to about like sexuality and like how it it tends to be like oh it's only for young people you know you can only express that when you're young and whatnot and like i loved that idea of like this you know this older couple were still kind of like had that going um and and there are a lot a lot of things i i, I appreciate it I just, I just didn't like i don't know what it was i can't really like i saw this in the theater too like opening weekend and i was like really excited about it just like from it being like what josh had mentioned like oh no it just looks like a straight up like old school kind of slasher you know from a24 it's not like what exactly what he said like i i loved that that they're going you know like everyone thinks oh no it's gonna be this you know the cerebral headpiece <laughs> that, you know that you're from a24 and they're like nope it's totally the opposite you know going the other way and but, but it wasn't without its metaphor of course you know oh, yeah, i think that's horror and film anyway but um it definitely wasn't like you know an ari aster or david eggers kind of thing so um but i still like i don't know what it was i'd have to like actually go back and like i did make a tiktok about it um and it wasn't like like that it was bad because there was definitely a lot of elements that I liked about it. And I loved the whole, like it being like a throwback, you know, to like Texas chainsaw era. Um, and like kind of what, like what, what Lala mentioned too. I, I think that was kind of like a way plot wise that they couldn't really set it in today. You know, if they wanted to have it be like this whole idea of having that like idea of talking about sexuality and, um this whole like other horror piece that had to be set during this specific kind of point in time in the history of like when 
you know, sex was about to be kind of explode in more like a mainstream kind of way. Right. Um, and I, I think that was, that was a great approach to it. I, I think I do tend to have like, um, some hard, hard stuff around that just like from like a personal level for me. And I think it is like just one of those things where, like I'd mentioned earlier, this may be another one I have to revisit and try to pick out those things again. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't hidden for me for the, like, I think this one might be the one I like the least out of the three. Interesting. Enough, so, but yeah, I know. Interesting. Sorry, Justine. There's another movie, right? You're, I'm yeah. gonna deliver you. I'm gonna deliver you to her dungeon because that's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I, like I got it. you, Justine. Don't I worry like about it. it. I got you. So, um, speaking of the the era, I really do think that if you're going to tell horror movie stories that don't involve modern technology, going to the 70s is a great way to avoid cell phones and the escape, mm-hmm. other than a vehicle. You don't even have great landlines. Even they had landlines, but they weren't as ubiquitous as they were in the 80s. And so this, that is, you know, perfect. It's it's definitely an homage to t- Texas Chainsaw. I think that's that's definitely part of the theme, even. And the shot in the intro, where it goes from that, you know, square uh, eight millimeter shot, that classic shot, and then as they go through yeah, the doorway, cool. I was yeah, like, I like oh, that was beautifully framed. Yeah, it definitely makes you go, oh, okay, I, I understand. We're, we were outside watching a '70s film. Now we're in it. And I love those kinds of things where it pulls you in. Um, there's a lot of that throughout the film. And I think even some of the shots of like uh, the produ- the director getting stabbed with the pitchfork in the face was very Jason-esque, you know, uh, yeah. getting anybody getting stabbed in the foot gets me because I had a nail go through my foot several years ago. So I'm always like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Because um, I know what that feels like. Um, and I'll be honest, I did not, how I didn't know this, but I did not realize that that was Brittany Snow, and I did not realize that that was Kid Cudi, and they, they, got, they got all freaky deaky, and then I went, that's Brittany Snow, and that's Kid Cudi, and I went, yeah. now yeah. I feel a little embarrassed, like I felt embarrassed for a moment, because these are two people that you don't see nude in films, like, at all. Uh, so that was that was shocking to me. No, um, you see, Brittany has done some new stuff in more, like, indie, like, films. But even in like, The Vicious Kind, she more. didn't, like... Yeah get naked well yeah it was like she wanted like tits out and all that kind of stuff like right. you know but in this like, she was just like i'm a porn star and yeah, it's like I oh was, Brittany, okay listen she played the part man shout she out did. to Brittany no she she nailed this yeah, part and that is oh, a pun yeah. that is intended actually shout um, out to kid cuddy because I all he had to do was all you had to do was like simulate sex with two women make some jokes and die like that's a good paycheck man that fro really was an element that that drew me in i was just like that's part of what I didn't recognize about him. I never seen Kid Cudi with a fro before. I've always seen him with his high and tight, you know, and then he's got the yeah. little on top, but never the full fro. Yeah. And I, it really got me. I really, I'm, I'm still shocked that I didn't recognize them. Um, Mia Goth, I think this might have been my first experience with her, and I, I definitely think she's got chops. Um, I'm trying to look through her list to see if there's anything else that I remember. She's she's, going pla- go ahead. She's going places. Definitely. She's great. Um, yeah, she's done a twenty four before. It looks helped, like she helped write this too. Like she's she she's one of the writers. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Now I'm gonna have to look yeah. at that. So yeah, she's one of the writers. Yeah. I mean, I I we we agree, and that's why I kind of left only about a half hour for the show or for this movie because there's not gonna be too much we can parse out of it. It's not gonna have that. I mean, there's some layers about sexuality without a mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. There's layers about um, really who's the 
the bad guy in the movie? Is it the is it the, the preacher dad? You know, layers. Is, you know, you know, there are a few yeah. layers, but they're not going to be no, midsummer layers. Oh, the, the old people is the worst. They they're the bad people. Like nobody. Like I'm sorry you got old, but you're not even allowing me to get old to feel your pain. Like you're killing me like right now because you're mad. Like because the guy, what did the guy say to Kid Cudi? Like you'll never. Because I was looking at this the whole time. All these people, no matter if they're in pornography or whatever it is, they were all nice people. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they might have their little things, but like Kid Cudi could have easily closed the door on that guy. He was like, once Marine, always a Marine. Let me let me put on my skivvies. Yeah. I'll come help you. Brittany Snow is like looking for people. She sees the old woman. She puts the thing over. She's like, I can help you. Like my girl. Like. Everybody is just super nice, and these old people are like bitter and and I get it, I do get it because it's not it's probably not fun getting old, and it's not fun getting old losing the connection with somebody that you had a strong connection with mm-hmm. at the beginning years of your life. Like the dude was like, uh, "Oh, have I heard it?" I okay, I have to say, I, I mean, he wasn't wrong, you so, know. No, right. but he was. Because he kept saying that he would have a heart attack having sex with her, and that's not what gave him a heart attack. Listen, I cracked up so hard when when she was pulling that body in, and she went, uh, he was like, oh, oh, he just died. I was cracking up. I was like, at least he got some before he died, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's fair. No, I did I like, really like. I like when Pearl tried to use the shotgun and her frail ass body couldn't handle it. I I, thought <laughs> I that love that. Yeah, that yeah. was. You know, here's my thing with this too, right? I knew that you killed. Too, like, all these people, and you keep asking for help, right? Honey, right? You better be happy she didn't get the shotgun and just kill you right in, even though she ran over her face. That was a good scene, but you can't be like, Oh, my help, help me. Mm, no, I think not. I, I will not. back over your face. Yeah, I agree with exactly. you. Exactly, I think not. Like, what do you mean? I was just like, Now, I just thought it was funny. There is one scene for me that sticks out kind of oddly, and that's this alligator scene that they decided to throw in there. Oh yeah, it's kind of odd. It feels disjointed. It feels they could have. I don't know. I don't know. What do you, Josh? What do you got? The the first one or the the second one? Like sure, the, yes, both of the, them. The, oh okay. I don't know. I I liked it. I thought the the first shot was great, and it was definitely a foreshadowing. Where I was like, oh, okay, dope. They're letting us know that there are alligators nearby, yeah, right. and I'm guessing those alligators are probably gonna shit up later yeah. so. <laughs> right <laughs> looking forward to that um the second <laughs> alligator scene my only problem with it was it was really dark like you could barely mm-hmm. make out what was actually happening and yeah. i don't know if that was them trying to hide like like effects that just weren't as oh, well invested yeah, totally. in as other points yeah. in the movie because some of the gore in this movie was rock solid and then this scene i was yeah. like i know what's happening but i cannot tell what is happening like yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it didn't really take me out of it but yeah it did it did definitely feel like a tonal shift for a moment it, the maybe, first scene with the alligator yeah. actually was like one of the scenes where i was like oh no is she gonna get eaten like i was like oh is, yeah. is she and then they were like action and she pulled up i was like oh she didn't get better than that. you had to have one of those that's a slasher <laughs> moment that's like a classic yeah, slasher. It is. oh yeah that's yeah classic. Like... that's classic my god yeah, yeah, yeah. like but it well, felt it like maybe because... they were putting monster movie stuff in there too it felt like a little bit of you know, that's well and i think that's why it worked for me is because i i don't watch horror trailers and it was mm-hmm. really hard for me to not watch this one again because i saw this in the theater and i think the x trailer with the fog hat song is one of the best trailers i've seen in so long like the way they used the music was so good. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, this trailer's got me so hyped for this movie. I cannot watch it again. I don't want to know anything about this movie going in. <laughs> and so I saw the trailer once, and I just avoided it for the remainder wow. until I yeah, saw the movie yeah. in theaters. So I went in theaters knowing it's about people shooting a porno. 
and something mm-hmm. happens to them. Like I didn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if it was an alligator movie. I didn't know if it was a slasher <laughs> movie. I didn't know if it was aliens. I just knew Yeah. Yeah. yeah it hits the fan. Honestly, at some I, point. I knew nothing about this movie. Like I I've never seen a trailer because if I do see trailers, it's usually in theaters. And I didn't see a trailer for this. I didn't think to go look for trailers, YouTube, YouTube everywhere. So I could have found this trailer anywhere. But I I went into this movie not knowing anything and I was just like mm-hmm. I was very like you know newborn babyish when I came to to this movie, yeah. and I was like, "This is interesting. This is an interesting like movie for the time." Like I just, I mean, I just, I like for me the gore and everything was great because I loved, I love practical effects, I love that type of thing. But for me, I love the conversations in this film. I love that they were talking about just being open sexually and like not judging people. And so the girl was like, "All right, well, like let me get in on this." And then the boyfriend is like, "I'm." I'm what? She's like, yeah. she's like, when you become Jeez. such a prude, so it's like you can't on one side be like it's cinema, it's movie, it's not real, and then when your girl want to do it, you like, no, 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 it's real, and you, you know what I mean? I like those things. Um, they were we were talking about it in the chat. I love that uh, Britney Snow's character was like, look at you, look out the window, like you just did something. And he's like, nah, not did something. And then she simulated an orgasm. Like, That's cute. <laughs> yeah. We acting, baby. Like, and I told him I was like, it was like an R-rated, like when Harry met Sally. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. So like I like those moments, like like throughout the film, um, and it just had a really good creep factor. Like Pearl just like mm-hmm. caressing her in the bed, like because yeah, she wanted she wanted love from so any good. angle she can get it. Like I, and I I don't know. That's why I'm excited to see this prequel to see like because I wonder like is she bi? I think like, she, even though she fell in love with a guy, I like, even though she fell in love with yeah. a dude, like she loved the I think she she's not bi. I think that she was laying next to me a goth character in order to feel what she was feeling and almost sense what it was like to be her again. I remember when I would lay in bed after sex or doing these things. It just kind of felt like she was trying to be her more than be with her. That was my take. Mm-hmm. Well, she kept saying she was special. Mm-hmm. And I will say I loved her dance. By the by, by the body, she was killing it. It was very Joker like. So I think that was her first kill in a while. I think she'd killed. We talked about this, my wife and I again. And, mm-hmm. and at first, I was like, "This is her first kill," and she was like, "No." And I'm like, "You're right, no." But her first one in a while because she was really, really enjoying that one. Mm. Yeah. But also, I feel like I feel like because she hasn't had sex in so long, and she 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 wants to feel like. Like that rush you get from like sex and like that euphoria, I think killing gave her that. So I feel like mm. her dance was like a celebration, but also kind of like a standing orgasm in a way. Like mm. that's kind of how I looked at it. Like she was like, because she was just really into it. Like her eyes were like closed and she was just like, she was feeling it. And that's kind of how I looked. At it. I think it was like dual of like a, a, a release and a satisfaction. So, like, in a way. No, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah, you guys got anything more? Mm, I'm just ready for Pearl to come out so I can watch that. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I, I feel bad for anyone who didn't sit through the credits. Cause... Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like you get a full-on trailer for the prequel already, but... Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. I, I didn't I know those things. I still Marvel movies, though. Yeah, like, I, I totally <laughs> thought it was just, like, a fun thing they did. I didn't think it was going to be... Like an actual. That's what I, yeah, I was like. Oh, that was a cool little like yeah, like your teaser that they decided yeah, to put yeah, together. Exactly. And then I went home and googled it, and I was like, oh, isn't that this year? <laughs> All right. Crazy. I literally just. <laughs> so the out. guy in the basement was that just a random guy in the basement? That was the last porno or? crew that came through. <laughs> no, but I think, but the way the guy said it, he was like, "You're all the same." 
coming through, flaunting, enticing my wife. So I'm assuming that people call this guy up to like they must have their house listed somewhere. Well, yeah, no, it's a it's a boarding <laughs> house. So that's a boarding house that people do so, rent from them. But you got to consider they didn't say exactly what year did they? They just kind of said it's the 70s. I don't remember what they said. Yeah, they said it's the 70s. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking about just after the summer of love. We're talking about lots of marijuana everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing what they're doing and listening to, you know, <laughs> Steve Miller Band or whatever the Dead. Yeah, those are the people coming through there staying on road trips, you know, and they wouldn't like those kids, those damn kids. Yeah, I just, I I feel like, because I think that's what the whole Pearl, I read the, like, the synopsis, like, Pearl is, like, it's going to go back to when that place was, like, uh, like on a military base, like a boarding house on a military base, something like that they said, I can't remember, but it's like, but they're going to, but they're going to go with the boarding house type thing, so, and then, so obviously, by, by the time we come back to the 70s and they're still doing like this whole boarding house thing like i just wonder how many bodies are buried like because not buried i'm pretty sure they have alligators oh yeah well yeah. I, I wonder i wonder how many you know how many bodies is in the is in the because that's why okay listen when she was swimming in the thing and then you saw the alligator in the corner i was like that's why you just don't swim in waters you don't know about you know what i mean because you don't know what's in the water and that water is polluted with the with the blood of probably like billions of people because they feed the bodies to this alligator, which this alligator probably be like, even they're my people. Like he probably, yeah, he probably people. doesn't mess with them. Cause those, it's almost like Lake Placid. They're like, they're, they're the parents. Betty White. Like, right? they, feed me. You know? they feed me. So like, why would I hurt them? Yeah. Because they feed me. But I just wonder how many people, how many people, how many couples come in? Like they don't go out obviously, but they come in and and because she's living in this like jealousy field, because hey, there's no telling how long he cut off sex from her. You know what I mean? For her to get into this like probably when he's you know, 50, first first mild heart attack. That's sad. I mean, they're yeah, like I'll, I'll probably I'll probably risk a heart attack. I'm just saying. And she was just I mean, in one aspect, I felt really bad for Pearl. Like I really do, because like I always say like if you're gonna be with somebody, be with somebody where like you know you can be with them and the sex. The sex matters, but it's not the biggest thing. And for me, maybe sex was the biggest thing in their relationship. Because boy, oh boy, you go to killing people because she's with. Right. So just enough has said some pretty odd things. I think that last one is the most odd I've seen her say so far. No bodies in my lake, all the movie things. I promise she <laughs> That said, uh, we need to do a quick rating because we are at the end of this show. Uh, that went a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, and it's always yeah, fun damn. talking uh, H24 horror or movies in general. Uh, so let's get a quick rating. Uh, let's go numbers only, starting with Brian. All right, this one. Um, I have to give uh, 6.5. Okay. But. But definitely um, willing to give it a rewatch for sure. All right. All right. Josh. Uh, say an eight. I like that you did eight like that. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I don't know if you guys I had to switch headphones and the headphones died. So I was like, is my mic oh, still working? Just want to make sure. <laughs> it is. Okay, That's cool. It. It's, yeah, but every time I try to adjust, my hair gets all weird. Um, but still still an eight. All I right. like this one a lot. Yeah. Lala. Uh, seven. All right. All right. So this is your oh. s- second of the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight as well. I think this did a great job of paying homage back to the uh, previous times and many of the other things we said. Um, that said, 
This has been episode 30 of season one of The Real Study. Thank you to our our guest, Josh Levesque, uh, horror extraordinaire. Check him out on TikTok. Thanks Thanks so much, Josh. Check us all out on TikTok as well. Absolutely. And and, uh, we can have another horror episode and get you back here to do more of this because this was fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back. Awesome. Would you do anything um, like else? Like, would you do like animations or comedies, or is it just mainly horror? Tick uh, on TikTok, it's pretty much horror niche. I I found what mm-hmm. works for me, and I just kind of stuck yeah. with it. But I I love comedies. I watch all the Marvel movies, um, and I love. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I meant specifically yeah. to come back to the show. Like, I just don't want to have us like to wait for a horror movie for me. Like, let's ask Josh to come back. Like, but if you watch <laughs> everything, we can just like have you come back. Yeah, no, come back. I'll come back and talk about anything. I I I, I watch movies. I, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> this is the right place. I'm not. I'm not very. Uh, I I've not watched a lot of anime. That's the only thing I probably can't speak to mm-hmm. at all. But pretty much anything else, uh, I'm into. Same. Nice. Well, I love it. Yeah. Well, um, we do a little thing here because we're on Twitch. Uh, we raid. Um, which is so fun, <clears throat> and we're gonna just raid somebody now. But so the show is, you know, it's over. But we're still live, so it's sort of over. It's just like okay. purgatory. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I, you know, but whatever. Uh, so we're going to raid a guy named Raven Armed. He's the only buddy online that I know right now that we can raid. And he's always fun and gives us a shout out, which is always good. So bear with me, y'all. All right. I think that's going to work. All right. So that's happening. But uh, again, thank you for that. And if you like Marvel, you're definitely on the right page. Two of the people uh, on this panel have the name Marvel in their names. I don't know if that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> Can't figure it out. Right, right. Uh, and maybe you'll get to meet and talk with Mr. Marvelite next time. Uh, I'm hoping that'll be the case. That said. I just know I'm better than him. This person, I just know that. <laughs> <laughs> that said, you guys all have a great night. Bye. Bye guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.